This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The new Twitter Files releases out. The coup de grace, as uh, Elon Musk calls it. Matt Taibbi reporting that the FBI was directing Twitter to take down accounts. He called it Twitter FBI subsidiary. When you look at these emails, it's even more clear that Twitter was basically just working at the behest of the FBI, whatever the FBI said. The funny thing is they even wanted to ban the FBI did Billy Baldwin. Okay, I know he's not the favorite Baldwin brother, but come on, you know, banning the guy apparently over satirical posts. And we can see in this the actual emails where they're going after people for posting jokes. And that's what Twitter was okay with. They were okay with doing this. There's some really great uh, uh, comments and memes about this. The FBI claiming that they're fighting election interference, created a unit to target Twitter, Facebook, etc., and to interfere in elections. We got a bunch of other news, too. The one that really riled me up today is the uh, revelation. I shouldn't even call it that. Most people should have known this, but journalists didn't do their jobs. I was late to the party for sure. It's that the guy who was posting Elon Musk's, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk's jet was actually cracking a private number called the PIA to reveal private information on Elon Musk. That is, Elon Musk took great measures to conceal his own his privacy of his jet. This guy used a bunch of different data sources and bots to track down and algorithmically figure out which plane was his and then go, guys, I found it. Okay, that's not public information. The media has been lying about it. So it's basically just a whole bunch of Twitter news. This Twitter employee who is spying for Saudi Arabia has been sentenced to 42 months. We got Ben Collins of NBC has reportedly been suspended over his disparaging comments about Elon Musk. They said it was not editorially appropriate. So uh, once again, Elon Musk is the main character in all of existence. And we're going to talk about what's going on with uh, censorship, free speech and all of that. And don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Become a member if you would like to see our massive library of uncensored shows Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. We put up a show. It's about a half an hour to 45 minutes typically. And we have a whole bunch of conversations on a wide range of issues. You can go through that whole library. Plus, you'll be able to see Cast Castle Vlog, Tales from the Inverted World. And we have other updates. Your membership is also supporting a whole bunch of other strange and crazy endeavors like we're opening a chain of coffee shops so that we can have a physical presence in various areas and have a bigger impact culturally. There's a lot of work we got to do, so smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about all of these issues and more is Sarah Gonzalez. Hi, thanks for having me. I promise not to wear a mask covering my face and walk out 20 minutes. That's all we ask. 27 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, 27. 27. I mean, I might do it at minute 28, but... Okay, that's fine. Just, you know, you got to beat, you got to beat, yay. Right. Uh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I am with Blaze TV. I, uh, I host a show called The News and Why It Matters. And uh, over on Blaze TV, I encourage everyone to watch it. I also, uh, God, you asked me this. I have several things that I do. I own a, a, a makeup brand, American oh, Beauty wow. by Sarah. Uh, yeah, I just said, screw Sephora and Ulta. Um, I want to empower women to be real women and you know, be proud of that. And I also uh, run an initiative called Defend Our Kids Texas, where we are trying to prevent the sexualization of children in the state of Texas. Not nationwide yet, only because we, it's, we just got to tackle our state first, but we intend to take it nationwide. 
Right on. Well, thanks for hanging out. We yeah. also got Luke. Hey, guys. My name's Luke Rodowski here of wearechange.org. I am your humble t-shirt vendor. And today, <laughs> I am wearing a t-shirt that says, all my favorite YouTube channels have been demonetized or deleted, probably by the FBI. And if you like the shirt and you like thought-provoking YouTube channels that the FBI doesn't, you could get the shirt and help spread this important message on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you guys do. That's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having us, Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. He called you Hannah. Yeah, my mom's what? ghost is going to come and haunt me. I go by Hannah Claire because that's what my deceased mother named me, but I guess you can be disrespectful. What is your name? Hannah Hannah, Hannah. Okay, see, Hannah I got Claire? it. I got it. Hannah, Claire? you, you like said it. I said it. You said it. I said it. You said it. You got it. It's okay. Leroy doesn't have to listen to me. He he wants to be I said your name correctly. disrespectful you to my deceased mom. That's an interesting... It's not like I don't know why I'm gonna say your last name. Anyway. That's not my last name. <laughs> you don't. No one asked you to. It's Hannah. Oh, it's okay. We also right. have Kellen. What's up, everybody? My name's on uh, business. Yeah, just uh, I love the debate between Leroy and Hazel. So it's always a good episode. <laughs> I'm pushing buttons. Let's get this started. All right, let's talk about this big news, man. The Daily Mail reports FBI deep state team of 80 people regularly handed Twitter lists of people to ban, including actor Billy Baldwin and satire accounts. New trove of Musk's Twitter files reveal. Matt Taibbi posted a new trove of Twitter documents on Friday. They show emails from FBI officials requesting bans on Twitter users. How dare they go after Billy Baldwin? That's the most shocking thing of all. So here's here's one of the emails. It's uh, from what, from FBI.gov. Twitter folks, please see below list of Twitter accounts, which we believe are violating your terms of service by disseminating false information about the time, place or manner of the upcoming election. Let us know if you decide to take any action against these accounts based on your, your uh, our tipper to you. Also, let us know if we need to issue a preservation letter as we intend to serve legal process for these accounts. Thanks for your consideration. There's something that I found really interesting in this latest release, and it was that Matt Taibbi goes on to say he he had an FBI agent reach out to him who told him that most companies deal with stuff like this with the FBI, but they're adversarial. He said T-Mobile is absolutely adversarial. The FBI agent said that when they send a request to T-Mobile and get it wrong, T-Mobile employees leak the communications causing problems for the FBI. That's the way to do it. Mm. I like me these T-Mobile people. Mm. You know, there you go. Push back on this stuff. But look at what we got here. I mean, this is this is amazing. Some of these emails are just straight up like, thank you for your patience as our team assessed the, or, I'm sorry, that's from Twitter. Some of these emails, like one of them was just like, please see these accounts that need to be removed. And then it's like, okay. Then they come back and they're basically like, yep, you, we, we, we did what you asked. Thanks, uh, thanks, boss. That's uh, th- This is the current state of our elections. I suppose the scary thing with all of this is that 80 FBI agents shutting down jokes, satire, and what they deem to be misinformation. It's wild. At the same time that how many other things were they missing because they had this many FBI agents looking at jokes and satire on Twitter. Oh, all of the child trafficking. R- exactly. We've all, got, all of it that's we've got on a, the platform. We've got a crisis happening at the border. Well, and they weren't missing that. They chose not to do anything about it. They right. prioritized the satire over 
ch- content that was dangerous to children. Well, well, they did a little bit more than that. Uh, let's be honest here with the activities of the FBI for 30 years when victims were coming to them. They were just, you know, I- ignoring it. But there was 13-year-old children coming to Twitter being like, hey, there's an adult mm-hmm. video of me here on this platform. Please remove it. Twitter said no. That video got 160,000 views 2,000 retweets, and Twitter, after they verified the identification, they're like, yeah, we're not just going to do anything about it as they were in con- uh, constant contact with the FBI. I mean, are you are you kidding me? And, and the FBI micromanaging our political discourse is not a surprise here. They're doing this not just with Twitter. They're probably doing this with YouTube. They're probably doing this with Facebook. A lot of these coordinated attacks, especially when it came to censorships, were uh, with a lot of platforms acting together in unison, many instances. And for years, I've been screaming, these are not private platforms. There was always a debate a couple years ago saying they could do what they want. They, they, they're a private organization. This is what capitalism is all about. And I was screaming off the top of my head, no, this is not capitalism. This is the government essentially uh, creating a KGB-like political purge online, destroying political speech here orchestrated by top levels of people within the government. This has nothing to do with private entities. This is your tax dollars being used to censor Uh your speech, your humor, your comedy. And who would have thought the FBI doesn't have a sense of humor? Huh? Yeah. And I think, you know, um, uh, you said it, and I think it's it's so true. People so often say, um, "Well, I mean, we already knew that this was going on, so what's the big deal?" And but there, it's it takes a certain level of sheer arrogance to say we're going to accuse the other side of doing all of these things. We're going to accuse them of Russian collusion. We're going to spend two years and millions of taxpayer dollars to look into this, you know, totally bogus thing. Meanwhile, we know that this is what we're actually doing. We just don't think that they're ever going to find out because we control everything. Yep. So while for the longest time, child abuse videos are on Twitter. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. You've got an FBI agent sitting there in his van, you know, eating a bag of Cheetos. And he's like scrolling through Twitter, looking at all of the exploitation videos like. And then he sees a guy whose name is Ultra Maga wearing a Maga hat saying, don't forget to vote Trump. He goes, (gasps) (laughs) 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 she texts Twitter immediately like, get it off, get it off. (laughs) I mean. I'd like to believe that's an exaggeration, but I'm. It probably actually would happen. Yeah, I mean, what else? What else do you think happened here? They 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 were giving out almost daily reports of individuals that they wanted censored by uh, by them because of comedy, because of humor, because of satire. I mean, how more egregious do you have to get? I mean, this is. I mean, making people laugh is not a threat against national security. 
Unless you're the FBI and you see that as a threat, questioning, of course, mainly authority. Uh, so, I mean, I think we're only just scratching the surface here with these Twitter files. There's a lot more coming. Uh, I think there's a bigger FBI involvement here. I think there's definitely a lot more back channels with what we have seen throughout the last few years. Uh, and I think it's not just the FBI. I think there's also other branches of the government participating in these kind of larger political KGB purges, uh, including, of course, Dr. Fauci's team, which Elon Musk actually teased was going to be released soon as well so i'm very looking look, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that myself i don't know about you guys do you remember when they just dropped what was it the first or second twitter uh file dump and elon himself said that this was a violation of the first amendment and people kept you know calling back to him like that's not true because it's just the, the biden campaign they weren't in office yet you can't prove that and you know it, it was painfully obvious to all of us who have been paying attention that First of all, when you have a, uh, a campaign, an incoming campaign, obviously they don't like lose touch with these same Twitter contacts that they had. But, you know, secondly, Elon has seen behind the curtain, right? Like he's seen it all. So, of course, he's going to know more than what they've dumped. You had to expect that he was going to come forward with confirmation of active government, you know, collusion. Right. I mean, didn't Katie Hobbs, wasn't there an email from the Katie yes. Hobbs campaign yes. who was in yes. office saying, yes. can you take this down? Well, yes, but their argument was, well, that doesn't count because it was just a campaign. They weren't actually part of the government yet. Well, what is the argument now? Because that seems to be- But Katie Hobbs was Oh, I know. And so, now all of a sudden they're silent. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I find myself thinking like, what recourse do any of these people have though? Like, are we expecting that one day we'll get an email from Elon Musk saying, by the way, here's the evidence that you need to try. And, you know, if you are in a sympathetic district, get an, a ruling from a judge to get some kind of compensation from Twitter. Like, what are the consequences that anyone involved with this will really face realistically? Mm -hmm. I think it's good that it's coming out, but I would like to see more. And but I don't know how that's pursued. That's a great question to ask, but it's also important to add a different layer to it because what effects did this censorship have? I think we need to ask ourselves this. What was the re what was the result of, of them censoring political thought and expression? Who was more in favor? Who won? Who benefited off of these censorship actions? Uh, that's a question that I think is pretty clear and obvious, but what extent was it done? I think there needs to be more investigations, more studies, and very surprisingly, Matt Gates came out and said that there's a lot of questions that he has for the FBI that him and his colleagues are going to be asking very soon in congressional hearings, but this is just the beginning. I think we need... We we need a whole church commission style hearing. We need a whole uh, way just to have total transparency of exactly what's going on here because we, we still are only seeing a small portion of it. And I bet you it, it gets more rotten, more nasty and more seedy than we could even imagine it right now. Yeah, yeah I agree, uh, especially with the congressional hearings, because... I mean, if his, history has proven anything, what well, we heard Fauci, we know he committed perjury. We heard uh, Jack Dorsey. It seems like he committed perjury. We've got a long list of people who seemingly commit perjury in front of Congress and nothing really happens to them. Yeah. So what are the ramifications? You go up there, you lie, you go home. Everyone knows you're lying and nothing happens. Yeah. Law enforcement society, it's all it's all broken. Yep. I mean, you look at uh, almost every circumstance of street violence from the far left, unaccount like there's no accountability. None. So why would, if conservatives don't respond in any meaningful way, why would any cop stick his neck out? Why would any member of Congress actually go after this? Why would any law enforcement agent, uh, agency actually go after this? There is no upside. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. You go to... Any member of Congress, Republican or Democrat, I shouldn't say any, but most of the Republicans, you go to any law enforcement agency and say, here is someone advocating for violence, doing something awful or committing violence. And they'll say, well, you know, if we arrest them, Antifa will show up and firebomb the precinct. If we don't, 
we don't got to worry about it and conservatives don't do anything anyway. So no right. upside. Right. No reason to do it. But you got to back the blue. You know, well, if you don't back the blue, Oof. you know, these things. Oh, you know, Luke, these guys you and your statism. And, uh, listen here, you little commies here. Uh, someone made a very interesting <laughs> comment uh, in the chat room right now. He says, uh, you know, you should look at rules for radicals because one of mm. the tactics there is to ridicule uh, your opponents as being one of the most effective ways to kind of use uh, humor against your enemies. So I think this is one reason why the FBI was going after humor and comedy so much because they know how effective it is. Mm. Because when we look at our modern political landscape, politics is everywhere. A lot of people are sick of politics, but if you could crack a joke, if you can make people laugh, you can make them think. And I think this is why we have seen the weaponization of the John Stewart show. We saw how popular it was, and we saw similar kind of forms of entertainment being formed by that, probably with uh, state, uh, you know, state participation. And I, I think this is something that we shouldn't, uh, you know, because some people are going to say, oh, it's just comedians. Don't worry about it. No, this had a big effect, I think, on our society more than we could expect, especially with the chilling effect, stopping other comedians from saying that spicy joke or making that spicy comment that stopped the discourse from progressing in our society. One of the revelations we got here, uh, we got a tweet here from Matt Taibbi. An internal email from November 5th, 2022, the FBI's National Election Command Post, which compiles and sends on complaints, sent the SF field office a long list of accounts that may warrant additional action. And what what I find truly shocking here is at RSB Network, Right Side Broadcasting Network, this is the FBI reaching out to Twitter saying, scan through a news organization's feed to see if they broke the rules. Now, I understand that we're in a new era and it's hard to separate an individual account from like a news media account. But so long as these journalists want to play the game, I will come out and say it right away. The FBI telling Twitter to take down an individual wrong. The FBI telling Twitter to take down a news organization. Now, that's where it gets real creepy. Mm. They say this is the email. ASAC Chan. The National Election Command Post, NECP, is requesting assistance from SF regarding coordination with Twitter. Specifically, NECP has been made aware of tweets by certain accounts that may warrant additional action due to the accounts being utilized to spread misinformation about the upcoming election. Specifically, uh, NECP is requesting the following. One, coordination between SF and Twitter to determine whether the accounts identified below have violated Twitter terms of service and may be subject any actions deemed appropriate by Twitter. Two, the issuance of preservation letters regarding these accounts identified below in order to preserve subscriber information and content information pending the issuance of legal process. And three, any location information associated with the accounts that Twitter will voluntarily provide to aid the FBI in assigning any follow-up deemed necessary to the appropriate FBI field office. Now, there's a lot of names in here. You got Billy Baldwin, of course, down at the bottom, but RSB Network. That one, uh, that, that one stood out to me. They're directly, the FBI was directly trying to shut them down. What do they do? They live stream Donald Trump speeches, for instance, things like that. What date is that? I can't see. This is November 6th, 2022, right before this midterm. Right. Didn't Elon Musk already buy the platform at this point? I think he. I thought it was like yeah, end of did. October. Yeah, he did. So Elon. He was be- still going through everything right? though at that point. And there's uh, some leftists who are roasting him saying, how many FBI agents still work at, at Twitter? 
And it's kind of like, you know, that's not an own right. that he doesn't know that, that, the, that, that F, the FBI infiltrated this company. The, the estimates uh, that people are sharing around and talking about is that there's about 15 uh, individuals connected previously to intelligence agencies, uh, to organizations like the CIA and FBI that have been working at Twitter at the time that uh, Twitter was acquired by Elon Musk. So uh, why does an uh, online social media company need spies to work for them? I don't know. But that's a question that I think a lot of people should be asking themselves since, um, again, 15 people from the intelligence state going from working at the CIA to Twitter. Why? I see. I would ask, like, what's the reciprocity, right? Like, if you're an intelligence agency and you're going to let someone go, right, you're not going to offer them a new contract, they have security clearance, to go work for Twitter, like, what is Twitter getting from you? I don't think this is a one-way street. It's not the FBI only getting stuff from Twitter. What protection does does Twitter get from all of the agencies that it recruits from? I mean, I I also, I would love to know that as well. I also would just say, I feel like Twitter bred a culture that they probably would have just welcomed it without any any repayment, right? Mm -hmm. Without any reciprocity, because whatever they can do to get the narrative that they want to get. And, you know, they've got the FBI uh, giving them cover almost, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, the FBI is telling us to do it. So we got to do it. Darn, yeah. you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just did it just because they're like, oh, got to do it. Oh, will it, will it influence elections? Ah, gosh, darn it. Or, it anyway. or they had dirt on some of the Maybe. high level Twitter employees like Yoel. Yeah, they might have caught with some precarious, uh, you know, uh, material Children, on his com- computer. Ah. And then the FBI is like, hey, we got you on this. Uh, you're pretty much our uh, female dog now. We're going to do what we want with you. Um, so time to ban all the satire people now. Family like, friendly okay. way of saying it. Yeah, that's you know, a very family friendly <laughs> show here. Very professional uh, here all the time, nonstop. All right, now to get not family-friendly. Matt Taibbi tweeted, instead of chasing predators or terrorists, the FBI has agents, lots of them, analyzing and mass-flagging social media posts, not as part of any criminal investigation, but as a permanent end-in-itself surveillance operation. People should not be okay with this. Yet, for some reason, all of these woke journalists are really, really mad that Elon exposed this. Mm. They're doing things like mocking it as nothing or just saying there's no news here they're downplaying it to the best of their abilities now that's strange why 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 would anyone do that why would so so-called you know anarchist socialist revolutionary types sorry sorry look they do call themselves anarchists though they're not they're commies they're commies why would they not what shouldn't they be excited the fbi is being exposed for these illicit undertakings not when they've been working with them and benefiting them for so so many years now, <laughs> and essentially like putting surface. their putting their opponents in prison, right? right? On the surface level, of course, we could go back to you know the Occupy Wall Street days. It was a totally different political landscape. That landscape has changed, and a lot of people are becoming bigger and bigger statists, depending on the government, depending on them to carry out their own kind of will onto others. And uh, it, it's sickening. I, I, it's, it's, it sucks when I don't care what party does it. But when you start to imprison people for their political beliefs, when you start to impose your personal beliefs onto others, uh, I believe that is, uh, you know, a recipe for a disaster. I don't think America's built for this particular way. 
And it's showing us how biased everything is, how unfair everything is, and how only it's going to be more unfair from here. Well, I mean, what you're saying, too, is that these people don't have true morals or convictions that they live by. They just, as Luke pointed out, they just want to impose their will on everyone else. So when it's convenient, they love things like freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And when Donald Trump threw out one CNN journalist from the White House press briefing room, but left another CNN journalist from the White House press briefing room, you know, the First Amendment was under assault and, you know, he was such a threat to journalism. Now, all of a sudden you're seeing this and crickets because they don't actually have those convictions. They have none. They just pretend they do when it suits them. I think the only thing they actually have is they're a raucous mob and they just want to see more mob violence. Mm. There's no end goal. I, I view it like a chaotic, destructive force It is a fire. It is destroying. It is spreading. And we need to put that fire out. That's it. Because you look at a lot of the positions they take, they don't make sense. No. Like, according to the woke left, Luke is a person of color. I'm not kidding. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because Luke is Slavic, he is not white. <laughs> Despite the fact he is a white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed man. That's why my voice is most important here. But he's not the right kind of blonde-haired, blue-eyed person. I'm Apparently. just going to say. Right, no, you're white. Despite, you know, you guys having similar hair and, and eyes, but Luke's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, Stay in your place, Han- Hannah. And that's, and that's <laughs> hey, the, I've always been fine with it. It's okay. It's because in their quest for political dominance, they are using sophistry and any ridiculous argument possible. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't make sense of the, you know, the, the illogical... I mean, they do it all the time with all of the uh, the drag queen stuff that I'm exposing, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. well, but yeah, no, it's we, we it's, it's family friendly. There's they're just dancing with the just the cleavage, and but then you know they talk about Hooters and all these other things, and you're like, wait, it, but can we all can we just agree? Can we can we have a moral? Can we have a value? And can we agree that if it's wrong, it's wrong? And then let's just live by that. No, because no, we want can't everything do to be gray area because then they, you can, they can move you more and more away from what you believe is wrong, right? right? If, it's the gray, if it's gray, it's negotiable. Uh, I find myself thinking when we read this tweet about all the true crime fans that are out there right now who are big on like researching old cases and stuff. And it's like, if you ever get to a case where they were, the FBI were like, we don't have the resources, we don't have the time to help you. Like, remember, this is what the FBI has been doing. You yeah. know, like any time there's a crime where you actually need the FBI's assistance and resources and access to whatever technology, like they're busy on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yes. but dude, I mean, mean tweets. You know? oh, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> I hurt take, someone's feelings. They might yeah. hurt someone's feelings. I was talking look, to Look, 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 the, the, the kids, they've already been exploited. Someone's right. feelings could be hurt, and they could stop those feelings from being hurt. Right. Exactly. See, that's, that's true. There you go. I was, Logic. I was talking to um, Brian on the way here, and we were talking about, uh, you know, I think Ted Cruz was asked recently when all of this, I think it was after the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, and Ted Cruz was asked about it, and he made the comment, I think we should defund the FBI. And they took it, and they tried to act as if he had said something so crazy, conspiratorial, controversial. They're like, Ted Cruz said we should defund the FBI. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and? <laughs> I'm sorry, is that explosive? I, yes, we should. I think it's funny that there was a period, 2020, they're like, defund the police. And the right's like, now, now come on, you're, you're going a little far with it. And now the right's very much like, well, you know. I don't know about completely, but um, right. there's certainly a lot of law enforcement problems, especially at the federal level. Yeah. Now the conversation, but, but what I loved is that when the, when the right started embracing abolishing the ATF, the IRS, the DEA, and the FBI, 
and the CIA, the left started mocking them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 guys, guys, if you want those things too, you clap for them. But these, well, a lot of these people on the left don't actually want these things. No. Well, they want win. it on the federal right. level. They don't want you to have a state police force, but they right. do want mm-hmm. you to have central authoritarian control. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's, it's the democratic, um, it's the multicultural democracy versus the constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. The constitutional republicanists or, or, or constitutional republicanism wants there to be decentralized to a certain degree with, you know, various jurisdictions. And the left is the multicultural, multicultural democracy that wants no, no jurisdictions, but the federal government top down tells you what to do the mob rules mm-hmm. there's also a lot of conservatives calling for that too a lot of them who wear cia pins uh, a lot of them who call for more federal governments and more federal interventions and more foreign wars so there's also a neocon aspect to this that i think does get addressed that has been kind of unfolding within this kind of right-wing party which is uh, very interesting to see because it's kind of counterintuitive to itself Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. When you see that, do you see, do you find that it's mostly like older establishment type people who have been in politics for a very long time? Well, like Sean Hannity. I think Sean Hannity is a perfect example of the old guard who wants government, loves government, loves the intelligence agencies, loves back the blue and the police, uh, and isn't isn't, uh, open to criticism of his own party, of their failures. So I think those individuals are very different than individuals like Tucker Carlson, Mm -hmm. who are able to criticize individuals like Donald Trump, who are able to question the deep state. What Tucker Carlson said last night about the CIA and the JFK files was uh, extremely eye-opening and very brave of him to do that. So uh, I think when we have individuals like that, there's a big difference within this kind of right-wing party that I think uh, is not uh, coalesced together. I want to jump to this story because... uh my, my friends, uh, Elon Musk is in desperate need for uh, of our help, Uh-oh. of our help, because the media is lying about him. And I'm only half kidding, actually. I tweeted Jack, Swe- Jack Sweeney was not posting public information. Jack Sweeney was posting the private information of Elon Musk, and he knew. Sweeney is the guy who ran the Elon Jet account. Elon Musk suspended him and all the journalists who linked to his private data. Elon had what's called a PIA. It's a privacy ICAO address. That is... His, his aircraft address was private and rotated every month. I want to show you this archive because I linked the source. Jack Sweeney, January 26, 2022. He said, Elon got PIA, but I've already identified it. Wow. Confirmed on PIA, but I'm all good here still. He even said that PIA does make it harder, but he can write code to figure it out. This is not publicly available information. This was a guy who used code and bots to algorithmically crack the identity of Elon's plane so that he could publish that information. And Elon made one mistake. He tolerated it. Mm-hmm. He was because he wanted to be a free speech guy. He says, I'm not even I'm not even going to ban that, that, that account. Well, he should have instantly. Yeah. So some people are saying, well, Elon got rid of his PIA recently. And I'm like, look, if Elon was spending money for a private rotating address to avoid being doxxed, and it wasn't working. He was still getting doxxed. I'm not surprised that he would eventually say, what's the point of paying for this or doing it? But this is what the journalists are lying about. 
The Intercept issued a statement saying our, our journalist was late, was, was suspended for, for sharing public information. But it's not public information. So the funny thing is, I can Google anyone's address. I'll find it. I'll find your name, phone number, address in 10 seconds. It's public information. You still can't share it on Twitter. All of a sudden, they're defending this and they're lying about it. Here's the crazy thing. Back in January, one person responded, is there a way to take his concerns about his own safety seriously, but still do this? It's really cool to have this, but I don't know. It just feels odd. You're a heck of a coder too. One person said, please stop already unfollowed. Other people cheered him on. Some said, why are you doing this? But the fact that you had people responding to him being like, yo, this is dangerous. And he didn't care. Yo, this, this is what evil looks like. Someone who knows what he's doing is wrong, cracking someone's privacy address. And then when he was, when this was addressed, because Elon, so I tweeted about this. Actually, Elon responded to my tweet just saying, correct. I don't know if I, we have it right here. He said, correct. Jack Sweeney responded by saying, Elon is trying to say what I'm posting isn't public information. ADSB and ACARS are all over public frequency and are acquired by organizations, blah, 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 blah. It's like saying AM and FM signals aren't public, blah, blah. You see how he avoided addressing the fact that he by, he cracked the PIA number? Yeah. He's, he's, because he knows what he did was wrong. In fact, Elon even insinuated that what he did was illegal. That by compiling public data to expose the privacy address of Elon's plane and then sharing it publicly, that he actually was committing some kind of crime. I don't know if that's the case, but here's what he wrote. He said, yeah, so the PIA ICAO can be changed monthly if chosen to do so. But even then, it's relatively easy to identify. I'm confident I can write software to identify it actually. That was in February. And Elon tolerated it. And because he did, as soon as he realized just how dangerous it was and finally said enough, they tried calling him out. Oh, but you said before you wouldn't do it. Well, my attitude is that was Elon being nice. Yeah. Now yeah. he's nuking you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really infuriating um, to to hear you talk about this because I hadn't, you know, I was traveling today, so I hadn't heard this, the rest of the story because just on my show, we were talking about this and we made a comment that it was odd that he mentioned when he first announced that Elon Jet was banned, he mentioned that he had some legal, you know, he's like, I've, I'm already pursuing legal ramifications. Right. And I thought to myself, well, hold on. What does he have? He must know something else because how how does he think he has a case if this guy wasn't doing something illegal? If it's publicly available information, you have no case, right? So, but it's infuriating because... I lo- you know, I'm looking at all of these places who are supposed to be journalists trying to find out more information. No, I'm, I'm finding out from from alternative media, right? That's where you find it out. You don't find it out from any mainstream media source. Elon Musk also responded to Ariadna Jacob, who tweeted, I'm not famous and I wasn't a public figure either. When Taylor Lorenz asked for my address, said it wasn't for publication and then proceeded to dox me in The New York Times with the address she had assured me wasn't going to be published. The article was shared many times on Twitter. And this is uh, Elon responding, saying such shameful behavior will not be tolerated going forward. Last night, there was a, a big space that Elon went into, a Twitter space, these chat rooms, right? Had like 100,000 or some ridiculous amount of people. And it was a bunch of woke journalists and left-wing activists. And Elon came in and said, journalists, you're not special. If you dox, you'll be banned. Thank you. Goodbye. And then the, the crazy thing about it was that several suspended accounts were able to actually be in the space. It was fascinating to listen to these people who knew nothing about what they were talking about. They were saying things like tracking planes is publicly available information. Incorrect. They said, you know, if you're on a plane, anyone can post the tail number and whatever. It's like, yeah, but if you're flying commercial, no one knows who's on the plane. Elon's plane is Elon's plane. It's him or his family. 
So they didn't, they didn't quite understand, understand this. And the most important element for people to understand, private airport terminals typically have no security. You can literally just jump a four foot fence and be on the tarmac at one of these airports. These are small regional airports often. Sometimes they're on the back of a major airport and they'll have some like maybe an eight foot fence, but that's it. It's a chain link fence. You, you, what in, in, uh, let me, let me, uh, Teterboro. Teterboro is, is the New York area airport where most people try to fly into because JFK and LaGuardia, if you do want to fly into their private terminals, it's very, very complicated. So it's much, and I don't even know if they have them, but it's easier to fly into New Jersey. The road is about 25 feet from the tarmac. That means if somebody is tracking Elon's jet in real time, they can pull up their car knowing he's about to land and they can be ready for something truly awful. And they can be in the building. There's no security, perhaps a problem. But when they're publishing the private information of Elon Musk and then lying about it, there is a very uh, serious security threat. The last thing I want to mention on this, listening to this Twitter space, you know, Brian Stelter comes in and congratulates them on the scoop. It's just deplorable behavior. But the one thing I wanted to say, but there's no point in going in these rooms and saying it. So I joined a different room with Nuance Bro and a few other people. And I just wanted to point out a couple weeks ago or about a week and a half ago, a couple men broke into my house, smashed the window, climbed in. Fortunately, I was not there because we go to great lengths to keep our security, uh, uh, you know, to, to maintain security. And so for whatever reason, these guys thought I was there. We believe it was targeted. So uh, 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 shots were fired at them. They then fled. If somebody was tracking my real-time location, like on a jet or a car, I could be dead. Mm-hmm. Not just me, many other people. And so Elon gets to experience with his family. The other thing I hear is the left now saying, Elon didn't file a police report on the guy jumping on his car. And it's like their, their view of law enforcement comes from movies. There's two things to say to that. First, why would law enforcement help anybody right now, especially someone like Elon, who's associated with the far right or whatever? But more importantly, hey, shout, shout out to Luke for, you know, the, the back to blue sarcasm. Why would a law enforcement not doing anything? The other issue that people don't realize is that the amount of time and energy that is required to deal with these things in the legal system, it's months, it's tens of thousands of dollars or more. And it pulls you away from your job and there's nothing you can do about it. And the state could even get involved and victimize you, the victim already. So if someone breaks into your car and attacks you and you decide to call the police, the police can then say, you've got to give us your records. You've got to give us your phone. You've got to give us these things. You have to appear in court on these dates and you can't say no. So a lot of people who know this and are well off are probably like, we are better off not filing a report on this one. Wasn't there video of the the guy climbing onto the hood? I don't know about climbing on the hood, but there's video of the guy they said did it wearing like what looked like black. OK, block. so well, so they're saying that the video that, that he made up. That well, there has to be videos because uh, I, I bet Elon and his family don't drive anything else but Teslas. Right. So Teslas usually have cameras uh, right. everywhere filming everything. Yeah. Uh, so I, there has to be some video of it. But, you know, a cop, uh, a lot of the times the cops show up, they're like, what do you want? You don't want to report like, okay, guy jumped on your hood. Did anyone want to get hurt? No. Okay. Have a good night. That's, that's essentially how a lot of cops act. Like, okay, can we, can we generate some revenue for the state here? Can we give someone a ticket? No. Yeah. Okay. I I'm busy kid. That's, that's, just, you know, now would Elon Musk be treated differently? I don't know. Maybe. But uh, in many of my personal instances, the cops weren't helpful at all. And many times they just don't give a damn. They just don't care. So I, I don't know if they would be actively doing something against someone jumping on a hood, especially when it comes to stalkers. There's a lot of people that get victimized by stalkers and there's very little that you could actually do yep. about it. Yeah, yep. stalking's really difficult to have evidence for. I mean, a lot of times it's like you said someone was here when they weren't supposed to be and now they're gone. So what should we do about that? Like if they come back, let us 
know. Oh, but, this guy's standing on public property. He's not doing anything right. wrong. Right. Or it's so. like, if he comes back, that would be the worst thing, it's right? Like, well, I'll let you know after he's already killed me. Thanks. Right. You know, you know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig a moat around our next headquarters. <laughs> not, I'm going to draw a bridge. You personally? You put, gonna, that gonna, was the idea. That's what I said from the beginning. I was like, we got to have free dominant stand. We got to have a big moat and we got to have two communities. One's a centralized government one. One's an anarchist one. We're going to see which one thrives, but we got to have a moat. <laughs> the centralized one will thrive, but it will be less comfortable. <laughs> I, I we'll see. Uh, let's let's play out this experiment. I think it'll be think, interesting. I think the centralized side will be very very fast, is able to turn on a dime. But people will be more; they're more likely to be unhappy. I think in the anarchist side, people will be chilling, but it will it will grow not as quickly. Yeah. This is what your memberships are funding. <laughs> and I think it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. It was also, doesn't want to see them. It, it was on. also interesting to see Barry, we Barry Weiss criticize Musk for banning these journalists. And he kind of responded, what would you would have done if someone was live doxing your kids? It, it's an interesting question because, uh, again, there's also a lot of possibilities for these new rules to be interpreted in many different ways that could actually stifle journalism. Let's not say that there's not a slippery slope here because there is. Uh, I think that still should be addressed in some kind of way. But again, a lot of this is is personal. A lot of this emotion is emotional rather than actually being based on any kind of logic or, or principle. Let's, let's talk about this. We have the story from TimCast.com. Barry Weiss criticizes Musk for suspending those reporting on private jet story. Pundits respond. Elon Musk himself responded to us, uh, as Luke just mentioned, saying, what would you do? What is your solution to real time doxing? The issue I take with this as we get into the story is journalists think they're above the rules. They think, well, Someone already published the private information. Therefore, it's okay for me to do it now. I was talking to a prominent leftist, and they were actually saying these reporters were just reporting. They shouldn't have been banned. And I said, but it's private information, not public information. This person responded and said, it's already in the public. I said, okay. So if one of your enemies, one of your detractors posts your address, you don't mind if we on our show will just hold up your address because it's already public information, right? Of course not. Of course they don't want that. It's sophistry. They're coming up with excuses. So here's what happens. Barry Weiss says the old regime at Twitter governed by its own whims and biases, and it sure looks like the new regime has the same problem. I suppose uh, I suppose. I oppose it in both cases, and I think those journalists who are reporting on, the st uh, reporting on a story of public importance should be reinstated. A lot of people criticize Barry Weiss for this. Elon Musk came out with a legitimate question for her. What is your solution? He then said it's not rhetorical. Legit. A bunch of leftists then started mocking him, saying he's his own worst enemy. I actually think this shows integrity. The fact that Elon was willing to give information to, to a journalist who's not completely on board with him shows he's going to be getting some, you know, blowback from this because it's a, uh, he, he's, he's doing the right thing by giving out the information. But I don't think Barry Weiss is completely wrong. I will say, I think it's, it was probably a bit um, fast to give a seven-day suspension instantly without warning. What should have happened is he probably should have deleted the tweets automatically and then issued a warning where they lock your account saying, you cannot link to this. You have been warned. We have deleted the tweet. There definitely needs to be some kind of procedure. There definitely needs to be some some strict rules that people will understand and follow and know if they break or, or don't break. But before this show began, I posted an image of a famous character celebrating and being happy with the caption, journalists, when people get their accounts suspended. And then that same person being miserable and very angry when journalists, when other journalists get their accounts suspended. So there's a lot of hypocrisy, especially when it comes to the corporate media, because essentially they didn't care. They didn't 
give a damn. They celebrated and cheered on the censorship of everyone else. But now that they deal with it, now all of uh, all suddenly they, they start to care about this issue here. So uh, maybe some people are saying that this could be 4D chess of Elon Musk trying to get the corporate media to care about censorship because <laughs> they do now. As, of course, it's important to note here, ABC, NBC, CBS News all ignored the Twitter files, the Twitter files that expose the government working with big tech, censoring political speech. That's one of the biggest stories of our decade that deserves a lot more coverage. CNN only covered it once. So now they kind of have to cover it. And they kind of do care about the censorship. Finally. I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, look at this. Barry Weiss is turning on Elon or whatever. And I'm like, no, I, I, I actually agree with Barry to a certain degree that we are still... I got, I got a phone call from a journalist. They asked me, they were asking me about how Elon, he responds to, to certain accounts. And this journalist is like, it's, it's a journalist I know and actually trust, by the way. I don't, I don't trust a lot, but someone who works for the Post. And they were just like, you know, Elon responds to people like Ian Miles Chung and you. And I was like, whoa, 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 me? I was like, no, you're mistaken. Like, I think he's tweeted at me like two or three times in, you know, forever. Okay. One of them was about being Iron Man, like not a, not a legitimate <laughs> thing. These other people, he tweets it all the time. Like he follows them really, really closely. He's not following me. And they were like, oh, and I was like, yeah, uh, I actually think it's a problem. This is what I told him that we are once again, just living under the whims of a billionaire. That being said, Elon's done a whole lot of really, really good things. So if we've gone from corrupt, crooked billionaires and millionaires working with the FBI to an emotional billionaire who's <laughs> acting on his whims, but outing and exposing government corruption, I will take it. And, show, and showing the hypocrisy of the corporate media. Keith yeah. Oberman, who was banned, is literally using his dog's account <laughs> right now in order to ban uh, Evade. And he's tweeting videos of him. You might have heard I got banned. So he's so addicted to the platform, he, he just can't get off of it. Sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 you're, you're fine. I just was going to say, um, you know, I find it uh, fascinating that, no, actually, nope, lost it. Well, you cut he, me off when I sorry, lost sorry, it. Sorry, I <laughs> Keith, Keith Oberman's dogs. Here's here's the here's oh, the no. post. He, he, look, Elon, if you want to rule with an iron fist, there's one thing you can do. People like this, just ban them. Just ban Ben Collins, just ban him. Okay, Keith Oberman banned. Griffin banned. Kathy Griffin. <laughs> the reason is these people are hyper emotional extremists who post insane, inflamed rhetoric. Ben Shapiro, partisan, conservative, rather tempered. I think he put out a thread where he was like, I don't think these journalists should have been banned, despite the fact that I don't like them. RuPaul is a bad journalist. But if they're reporting, like, he's got his opinions. He's got strong opinions, but he's not going on Twitter and screaming at the top of his lungs and shaking his face like Keith Olbermann does. Olbermann calls for like military rendition of people. It's just psychotic rhetoric, but it works. You know who I'm, I'm, I'm starting. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a follow I recommend. And you, two, two guys, the Krasenstein brothers. Do you guys remember the Krasensteins? Yeah. Are they, wait, are they back they're on back. Twitter? They're oh, back. Oh, I didn't and, know And this. they're great. And they're great. So uh, I actually had that unblocked and muted. They come back and I unblock and, and unmute them because I guess they reached out to someone and said, hey, Tim's got us blocked. I unblocked them. And they posted some funny jokes. They're actually having sane, rational conversations about what's going on. They, they uh, um, I think Brian posted something about, you know, if, if the reporters are publishing public information, it shouldn't be, you know, banned. I responded with, it wasn't public, it was private. 
And Aaron Rupar, one of the journals who got banned, admitted to linking to it. And the response was, interesting points. Can you provide more information and evidence? I sent it to him and he says, very interesting. I still think there should be a procedure for this so that people understand. I said, you are correct. Wow. That's fantastic. That is a guy who hates Donald Trump, who has called him out and annoyed a lot of people, but actually having a real conversation and saying, okay, I disagree with you on that one, but that that is correct. I I, got to agree. And I'm like, that's the kind of rhetoric we want. Keith Olbermann is the opposite. He ban evades. He's got, look, look, he's unkempt. He's, he's ranting. I mean, let me, let me play some of this for you. For not doing something he claimed he would never. Donnie O'Sullivan, Ryan Mack, it's the baptism scene from the Godfather movie, and we all got whacked by Don Elon Musclione. For a moment last night, I thought, you know, he did this just so we'd all forget about Donald Trump's stupid baseball cards from yesterday. Let me talk about that, too. Plus, Thurber's the catbird seat. This guy desperately needs to be cut off from Twitter. I'm sorry. He's just like reading off this terrible stand-up routine that he's been rehearsing. He's reading tweets on paper. He's got other people's... Dude, you need to go touch grass. Every time I watch one of his videos, I think to myself, doesn't anyone in his life love him enough to get him the help that he needs? Apparently not. He must just be that kind of a person. They can't help but bring in Donald Trump into the equation. Everything. Every, this is an Elon Musk story exclusively. So oh, but let weird. me talk about Trump and his NFTs. Like, yeah. hey, I'm not a fan of the NFTs, but come on, man. I, I love people will tweet at me, like touch grass, Tim. And it's like, dude, I go skating almost every day. <laughs> I ride, I've got an electric motorbike that I ride around. I'm in big fields and there are trees and there are deer. There's too many deer, guys. Like, no, this is getting crazy. No, there is like a lot. There's like, like 15 I now. was hoping I would see one on the way in. You'll see yeah, it tonight. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. A year ago, there was like three. Now there's like 15 on my lawn every night. Wow. I'm getting worried. But I'm, I'm out here, you know, getting away from the city. I'm on Twitter. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Posting jokes and ish posts and nonsense because I, I just think it's all silly. These people live on Twitter and are frantic and ranting and calling for, I think it was Oberman who called for a military rendition of Donald Trump. And it's like, dude, like Elon, he said some time away from Twitter would do him good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just IP ban him and just give him a week, a, a week for him to go outside and just stare at a rock or a tree and then come down. Talk to your neighbors, man. Yeah. I mean, the I'm pretty sure he lives in New York City, and I'm pretty sure There's he no might be like, um, <laughs> like what's his name, Har- Howard Stern, and uh, kind of afraid of the, uh, the flu going around. I want to go back to, it came back to me, the point that you were making about Elon, um, and it's like, okay, we're making a little bit of progress, right? Baby steps. But I also think it is important, and I'm sure you guys have, have talked about this, but I, I think it's very important for people to remember, because there are a lot of people on the right who... It, they're like the the nerdy kid at the dance. They're like, oh my God, someone finally likes us. Please, yes, invite me to the dance. And it's like, he's not, I would not say he's with you on all things. We'll take the win when we can get it, right? But like, he's a transhumanist. He's a big, you know, uh, climate change guy. Like, let's, progress is progress. 
let's take baby steps. We'll Mm -hmm. take the wins where we can, but like, don't get too trusting in just this one guy. Like he's going to be your savior. I think Elon will ultimately strip Twitter to its bare bones. And a lot of the things that are being talked about with rev share and stuff probably won't happen. Mm -hmm. Very, very loose prediction right here. I don't, I don't don't know if it's likely or not. I'm just saying, here's what I see. We got a report that he's seeking new investment for, for Twitter. So he, they just opened up at a, at a, at a $44 billion valuation offering for investors to come in because he wants to offload that debt he has. That debt is going to bring in, I think, a billion dollars per year in interest. He's got to get that down. Elon even tweeted, don't hold debt in a, you know environment like this. Then he sold more Tesla shares. I think he sold was like $3 billion or 3 point something billion. Clearly, he's trying to get that debt down. Mm-hmm. But Twitter probably is not as expensive as people think it is to operate. It is a very rudimentary service when you think about it. It's hosting text. Granted, videos and photos. If you go back to the early days of Twitter, when you wanted to post a photo or video, you had to use a separate third-party service. This is like 10 years ago. And so if you went on Twitter and posted an image, it would then go to a different company that would automatically post. It was like you'd, you'd, you'd approve an app or something like that. But Twitter was just text. They, they expanded. They added all these features. It became very expensive. What I think is going to happen is Elon's got to secure investment and pay down this debt. He will probably be able to be able to pay down the debt, but then he's got to get costs way down. They're not getting enough Twitter blue users. So what I think will ultimately happen, it will probably just maybe from where we are right now, there's a million and one variable standing before us. I think Twitter could eventually become a decentralized Fediverse style app, which will just be a massive community. He sold uh, $3.6 billion worth of a Tesla stock yep. just recently. Wow. And uh, it's going to be interesting because I don't see him kind of doing that. I see them. I see him kind of moving forward with the X app, the app of everything, the WeChat of China here in the United States. Uh, but he, it's important to know here, he fired, what was it, nearly half of 80, the staff? 80%. 80% of the staff <laughs> at Twitter and the app's working better than ever? Yeah, I know. Like, like, it, 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 like Twitter's amazing right now. Everyone wants to be on the app, including Keith Oberman, who's on his dog's <laughs> <laughs> including Kathy Griffin that's on our dead mother's account. This is the place Woo. to be where you have the conversations of of literally yay saying shalom. So so when you, when you have such craziness unfolding on this app, there's a lot of high hopes. I think he has a lot of high hopes to make it the app of everything, the next WeChat. I think that's that's pretty clear here. But it's the debt financing that has me thinking it may turn into something a bit different. Maybe it does become the X app, but it won't be this hyper centralized monolith. It'll be some kind of decentralized app that has these these plugins in it for doing certain things like payment processing. But the uh, the, the debt's massive. And the fact that, you know, he said, what, in April, he's not going to sell anymore or something like that. And then he sold $3.6 billion. Yeah, you know, he's he's got to find the cash. He's got to get rid of that $13 billion in debt. Apparently, some big investors are interested, and I do hope they get involved. But the media attack is relentless. All of the reporting is like, why would anyone invest in a company that's burning advertisers and bleeding money? And it's just like, it's, it's mostly not true, but they're trying to destroy Twitter. It's funny. As soon as they lost control, they tried setting fire to it. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. If they can't have the narrative, nobody can. So in the end, if Elon can't pull it off, decentralized, federated, social media app, and I think that may be better. You know, I think back to Web 1.0, and it was so much better back then. But it was probably better because the only people who used it were, I don't know how you describe it, driven individuals, individuals in the know. When the internet was dominated only by those who sought out to use the internet and not by people who had to use the internet, 
It was wild. It was free. It was fun. There were weird websites. There were gifs of Macho Man, you know, dancing and there's crazy music. And then once the internet became a utility for the average person, everything homogenized and solidified into basic programs. You got your news, you got your, your, your game app, you've got your banking app, and everything is apps. Everything's placed into a little box. No more Wild West, no more fun. A lot of people have talked about how can we get back to those days? Well, Elon Musk has, has lit that fire a little bit, bringing back free speech to a certain degree, and then, you know, kicking out the narrative. But uh, I, I don't know if we'll get back to that point, potentially, through, you know, federated networks and things like that. I, as an aside, too, I guess as we move on, apparently, I don't know if this is true, Look, if you heard this, that Twitter's banned linking to Mastodon directly now. Um, I'm, I'm not, I can't clarify that. I, I, I haven't seen that myself, personally. We I don't, should, I don't believe should, them. Yeah. Like, these leftists yeah. are like, you can't even link to Mastodon now. I'm like, yeah, you're lying about something. I, do you guys ever get depressed thinking about the fact that, you know, e- Elon has made some changes to Twitter and that's great, but imagine what's lurking over at Facebook and YouTube yeah. and, you know, all these other places where mm-hmm. are we ever going to get to the bottom of that? No. I, I think always so. think about what did they do? Like the people that were running Twitter before weren't dumb. They left a bunch of evidence, but I'm sure they scrambled to yeah. delete a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, this is just what we found. This is only what we found. So I can only imagine what. Yeah. And oh, they had, they, they had a year why. to do it. Yeah. yeah. That w- that that sucks. And yeah. this could be why these latest documents are coming from, uh, you know, things that happened under Elon. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. all the other stuff could be still kept uh, hidden in secret. So uh, I, I mean, I, if Elon said this is the coup de grace. I mean, you know, seeing the FBI make direct requests for takedowns is huge. But is that it? Come on. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hope in Congress, but there are going to be some hearings from this. There should be huge National Senate and congressional hearings into all of this, and we should get everything that's happening behind the scenes. Uh, there, there should be a total disclosure, because if the same FBI agents are going to Twitter, they're probably also going to YouTube. They're probably also going to Facebook. So if they are subpoenaed, if the files aren't destroyed or deleted or covered up, which they probably are, uh, there's going to be links to other channels. There's going to be a bigger kind of onion unraveling here. So um, I just feel like we're we just can only hope the surface. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Well, this I, is what we know. This is what's yeah. on Twitter's side. Imagine what's on the government side. That's why I'm, I gotta get really depressed. That's really dark for me to <laughs> yeah. think about. Like, God, this is disgusting and this is just scratching the surface wait until you find out about the island that they go to (laughs) for me it's that unless you make it all public all of the accounts or what was the term de-amplified have no way of knowing that they were targeted and without that evidence you know not that i think they get a fair day in court but they are completely reliant on big tech and congress working it out they have no chance to advocate for themselves they need to be able to say hey look here is the communication here is the list that twitter and the fbi put me on saying that my content should be limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we don't make this public to the people who were affected themselves, we're just stuck in the same wormhole, right? We're dependent yeah. on bigger representation to take care of these things, which it's it's almost impossible to ask them for, especially if you're thinking about seeking monetary damages or anything else, right? Yeah, and I know that Elon said that he was going to have some sort of a way for people to find out if they were being suppressed somehow, but I don't think that he clarified whether he meant whether they were suppressed currently, like mm-hmm. in that moment, or go back in history and look to see if they had been suppressed at any moment in time. Right. I would love to, for him to clarify on that. I mean, I know he's got a lot of stuff going on, but I, I think this is something <laughs> that on. should be given priority. I mean, I appreciate that this is something, you know, that he wants to roll out 
systematically right. and there's a timeline he wants to establish. But I bet there are a lot of people who, if given access to a database of this information, know they could find themselves on one of these lists and who would be willing or have the support to do something about it. Yeah. Well, kiss that uh, government funding for SpaceX goodbye. I mean, with all the people he's upsetting. Oh, yeah. You know, can we can we give a shout out to uh, Mike Lindell, who's back on Twitter, to Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, who's back on Twitter. And of course, James O'Keefe, who is back mm -hmm. on Twitter. Uh, you know him, you love him. I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, Elon Musk is banning the fake news and restoring the real news. And so, Robert yeah. Malone and Peter McCullough. That's right. Also yes. back on the platform. I am. Um, good I days, think, huh? Good days. I think that it's, you know, you're talking about banning people for satire and comedy and stuff and how that was wrong. And I don't disagree with you, but I do think it's important to take a step back and say like, well, it's not just that, right? Like people still should be allowed to post something that's just completely inaccurate as well. It doesn't have to be that it's satire or comedy or anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see, especially James O'Keefe, man, he's been doing such great work yeah. lately. Absolutely. I am going to, uh, I'm going to pull up a story real quick while you guys. I was going to say that Keith Oberman uh, reminds me, you know how like they say the people who are addicted to the social media are like teens, like especially teen girls and you take their phone away and they freak out. Like, I feel like that's actually Keith. Like he's more hormonal <laughs> he so, than a teen girl. Right. I think. He's so addicted to the likes and reactions on Twitter that yeah. he is like going onto his dog's account. He can't be away from. Him. I actually like not really know that much about him before this. And it's such a weird impression. So uh, I want to I want to I want to pull up this story because this is a juicy one. Mm. It's uh, a little off subject, but uh, I saw someone super chatted it and I want to get it up. Just the news says Arizona judge approves Carrie Lake's request to examine ballots. The inspection is slated to begin at 8 a.m. next Tuesday. This really surprised wow. me. It really surprised me. Judge Peter Thompson on Thursday issued the ruling which allows the inspection of random ballots in the, in the county ahead of the trial date. The Republican had previously filed a request to do so, and Arizona law provides for a candidate challenging election results to demand ballot inspections to prepare. So uh, Thompson granted three of Lake's four demands, allowing the inspection of 50 random ballot-on-demand printed ballots, 50 random early ballots, and 50 random BOD ballots marked spoiled. The judge denied her bid to inspect 50 random early ballot envelopes, which is weird. But either way, this is huge. This is Carrie Lake's election contest moving forward to an evidentiary point. Now, there is in the ruling that if the if the, if, if, the, if the case is dismissed, then this is vacated, basically. But uh, with Trump in 2020, all almost all of the court cases that they had were dismissed on standing. You can't do that here. Arizona law prescribes for this kind of action. So I don't know exactly what they're going to find, but there's already witness testimony coming out, you know, uh, uh, as as evidence. And with Carrie Lake being granted the ability to inspect these random ballots, what she wants to do is 50 ballots from each different place. So this may actually be 50 random, 50, uh, 50 random ballot on demand, 50 random BOD, 50 early. And it could be at like every different place in Maricopa County. Mm -hmm. So. I guess my, my, my question is, I wonder what ultimately will come from this. And I don't really know what else to say from it, uh, say about it other than I think this is, this is massive. Still could potentially result in nothing if Carrie Lake is wrong about everything. But what do you think happens? Just hypothetically, you know, they've already certified, Katie Hobbs has certified her own election for, in favor of herself for winning. But what happens then to, to YouTube's rules? What happens to Twitter's misinformation rules? If next week on the 20th, they do the, the random inspection and find like a 17% inaccuracy or something. Some people have already pointed out, there was one post that a 3% margin of error is greater than the margin of victory. 
That means if they do these random samplings and find a very small sample of, of bad counts, something, then what happens? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one. I'm just yeah. like, it's big. I mean, it depends on like Arizona's law, right? If it's a big enough. Well, it depends on the judge, really. Right. And if it's a random sampling, like if, if enough of them are messed up at some point, like we need to study a bigger a sampling bigger slash maybe all of them. I mean, this well, exactly. is the thing that could take a really long time to get clarification on. And at a certain point, like, I hope that Carrie Lake has enough backers willing to you know, oh, yeah. donate to her legal fund because yeah. this is going to be an ongoing fight for a long time. Imagine the 21st comes around. They have the trial because that was the trial date. So it's 20 and 21st. I think the, 21st, the 20th and 21st. What happens if, a ju- if the judge issues a stay on Katie Hobbs becoming governor? Just like the political ramifications of whatever that means would be crazy. That's why. Yeah. So then who's governor? Right. Ducey, uh, is it, <laughs> Doug, just, Doug Ducey yeah, stays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just stays in office. The thing until is. Until they get done. I've got a normalcy bias. I cannot imagine that happening because it would be so shocking to all of us. But if it does. Oh, man. But I don't well, think Carol Lake's going to give up. I think she right, will no, push she until the end. And so, like, it is going to be on Hobbs and. I guess the election officials in Arizona to either be like, no, we have enough evidence to prove you really you know, lost or they're going to have to acquiesce that there was something wrong. But what I kind of, you know, here, here's where I'm at right now with this. There's a lot of people who, who are screaming fraud and all that stuff. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But I am willing to bet that with universal mail-in voting and the way they handle this, they're not doing signature, signature verification as rigorously as they used to, which means... I would not be surprised if Carrie Lake can actually find a percentage high enough through the random sampling to at least throw everything into question, mm-hmm. which could result in what? A stay of, you know, her uh, being inaugurated or whatever the word is, or, 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 or then what? A new election? How would they deal with this? I mean, this is crazy. I also would really like to know the judge's reasoning behind not allowing the early... The envelopes? Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weird. It is weird. Just be like, sure, look at the envelope, whatever. Right. I don't know. Unless they're, they don't maintain the envelopes. Like there's, if, if all the counties don't have a consistent policy on what to do with the envelopes, like maybe you can't get 50 yeah. random samplings. This is just speculation on my end. Also, this makes me want everyone to read their state's laws regarding elections. Like if there's a close election in your state, what does your state allow you to do? Because like without this law, it'd be really easy to just deny her, like her day in court. Here's, here's, here's something that I think people should consider too. I don't know what's going to happen in this. It's in court. We'll see. But you have to imagine with everything that happened in 2020 and the accusations about Arizona, that Carrie Lake behind the scenes was 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 placing those chess pieces in the right order. You can't be someone who believes Trump was right about 2020 and not cross your T's, dot your I's and do everything possible to make sure that when this happens, surprise, surprise, Carrie Lake is now in the fray challenging it. She 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 tried suing early way, way before the election, saying the machines need, you know, need need to work. And they said no standing because the election didn't happen. Then we had the tabulation error and she sued saying, I told you. So it's like the fact that the court system operates that way is broken as it is. Yeah. But I, I'm willing to bet that Carrie Lake, Trump's allies, probably put a bunch of money into, into planning for a legal maneuver 
after the election because they expected something like this. Yeah, it's also frustrating, though, to watch her being painted as this crazy conspiracy theorist, you know, be because of her history of questioning previous things. Uh, that's all I'll say on that. But um, it's frustrating because it just feels like such gaslighting that they're like, oh, look, here she is again questioning another election. Mm -hmm. She's crazy. She's never going to, you know, abide by democracy, whatever they want to call it. And so I think like it's just frustrating to watch her being gaslit because here you see she has merit when she came out and she gave that big long. Uh, I think it was her last video that she did where she detailed what all is involved in the lawsuit. I mean, if she can back that up, if what she ha if what she's saying she actually has, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, she's saying they, they just randomly came up with all of these thousands of votes out of nowhere. You or know? they found them and something is wrong or whatever. Right. I don't know, though. They're, like, they're, there's some claim that a witness said they saw a, a ballot from a dead person. I don't know about all that. That's what the court is for. Mm -hmm. But if that turned out to be true, that, that this, this is why I say normalcy bias. Like, ah, come on. Like if that actually was exposed in court and they like couldn't deny it, it would the whole country would erupt. It would be the craziest thing ever. I, but I, I got to be honest, we're getting close to 2028, you know, fourth turning and all that. You got the Antifa guys in, in Georgia who are uh, that, that story about the Antifa guys. They were setting homes on houses oh on fire. God. They they uh, a guy was in his truck and they started bashing it. He jumped out. They flipped it and set it on fire. So, like you know, when you hear stories about Antifa doing that kind of stuff and that's now Antifa has an autonomous zone in Georgia right now. And it's just not being reported on probably because people are just like, you know, yeah, it's normal now. It is normal to hear stories of Antifa setting up autonomous zones. I literally, I literally had no idea that that was happening. Yep. In Georgia. Like today. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five of them got charged with terrorism. Just, okay. Like the other day. They just, they And so just, that autonomous zone's been there and we don't even know about it because right. it's just no journalist cares. Nobody's Jeez. nobody's tracking it. Nobody's reporting on well, it. They can't really, you know, cover it because, you know, they get beat up if they do. Yeah. Sure, so, sure. Also, they're, they're anti-fascist, so they're the good guys. Right, right, right. right. No. I don't think you understand. Yeah. No, no, but my point is, <laughs> it's become normal. Yeah. Come on. If you went back even four years and said that far-left extremists would be seizing parts of their cities and creating up, creating autonomous jurisdictions, people would laugh at you and call you nuts. And now it's 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 happening. You know, I, I don't want to say it happened all the time, but it happened again, and we had no idea they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, I mean, they're normalizing degeneracy just all across the board, though. It's not just with Antifa. It's with, you know, I go back to the sexualization of children and things like that. They You show them something that's sexually explicit and they're like, yeah, what's the problem? They, they, well, it's just completely normal to them. They're, they're, they're gutting the culture of America. Mm -hmm. They did gut it. And as I was saying earlier, I think the main issue is that for any corporation, for any law enforcement, there is no upside to standing up for America and independents and conservatives. Yeah. They're not going to do anything. If you defy the left, they will attack you. They will try to kill you. They will burn down your store. If you defy the right, conservatives grumble on Twitter. Not only that, like if, if they go after the far right, everyone cheers. Mm -hmm. If they go after conservatives, conservatives back off and complain. If they go after the left and liberals, Antifa shows up with crowbars, baseball bats, and Molotov cocktails. And it's frustrating, too, because being in, you know, uh, the kind of the activism community, I'm constantly like, guys, we are in the spot in society where we are because everyone sat at home and didn't do anything, right? You kept your families, you minded your own business, you said, oh, live and let live, I'm just gonna mind my own business. And meanwhile, the left took culture and we see how much they eroded it. So now when I go to them and I say, are you ready? Do you wanna, do you wanna get active? They're like, well, no, because now this is the culture and I might get fired, mm -hmm. right? I can't participate because if my boss finds out that I'm a conservative, 
they might can me and then and I have to feed my family. So what's the answer? But it's only because conservatives don't stand up that exists. I know. Right? That's what if, I'm saying. Right. Yeah, so you're if, stuck in this cycle of like, well, we no, are where do we it. are. You just got to do it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like all, all the rest of it be damned because how else do you stop it? We are here because you guys said I'm going to sit around and mind my own business and let the left do whatever they want. These and libertarians, I, I tell you. <laughs> okay. I still think that's sort of. I Wait, you want to start this again? Let's go. Did you Let's see what, go right did now. Did you see what Dave Smith tweeted? Uh, uh, he said Tim Pool, Michael Knowles, Tim Cass, Michael Knowles, and Luke aren't allowed to talk about libertarian community without me or Michael Mouse present. It was it was it was three on one, uh, and uh, I I thought a lot about the stuff that we we talked about. I thought I, I could do a lot better, but specifically when it comes to what you were just mentioning, there should also be a lot of blame on the Bush administration. I think the Bush administration pushed a lot more people to the left, and I think they were like, hey, we can't have these crazy people starting wars, stealing all the money, giving all the money to Halliburton, screwing over the soldiers, and screwing over the American people, spending more money than they ever had. I think the Bush administration truly wasn't listening to libertarians, wasn't influenced by libertarians, was uh, an administration that truly put us on this path that we are right now, setting up a, a deep state, setting up a war on terror that now is being turned around against Republicans and conservatives. So, uh, you know, to, to make to the point to, to, to Michael's points, even last night, he specifically said, oh, it's libertarians that created a situation where conservatives are this bad. No, it was it was Republicans and conservatives that screwed themselves and created the situation that there was a bigger pushback against. Uh, he also mentioned specifically Vietnam. If you look at uh, and uh, the Cultural Revolution in the 60s, what spurred that on? Vietnam, the assassination of JFK, which the government, by the way, the CIA, is still keeping thousands of documents secret as of today, not finding out exactly what happened there. And it was also the CIA that was also dosing people with acid, pushing a cultural revolution. So th there's a lot of different things to kind of examine here and take a step back. Back when it comes to blaming everything on libertarians, I'm I'm tr I'm triggered, so I'm going to read this chat comment. Uh, I'm at, I'm not necessarily triggered, but uh, Stone says, "Mr. Millionaire Tim Pool, you have you have to risk it all." And um, oh. the the way I interpret that is like I'm doing really really well, and there's little risk. So there's there's an old story about the sword of Damocles. I'm sure y'all have heard it, right? The dude goes to the king and says, oh, how glorious it would be to be king. And he says, how about I let you sit in the throne for one day and be king? And he says, oh, joy, would be me. And then when he goes and sits in the throne, he looks up and there's a sword hanging from a single horse's, a horse's hair right above his head. And he goes, I, I don't want to sit here anymore. And he was like, you think that sitting in the throne is real great until you realize everyone's trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. So um, what does it mean to risk it all? It's a good question. We certainly are comfortable because of the success of the show. And I really do appreciate everybody who's made that possible. But uh there's also a bullet hole in my kitchen because two men targeting us smashed through the window and climbed in. And that was actually not even the first incident. I can't talk about the other ones. There's also some other things I can't talk about that happened today. Because if I went and told you about every single time someone committed a very serious crime against us, then that's probably all we would ever talk about. So risking it all. I mean, this is the way I kind of see it, which is frustrating. I understand for the, for the average person, it's very difficult to, to step into the fray, to, to say to their company, no. I get it. You know, I don't have a family. That's that's one risk I don't have. And you do. And you're willing to bow to the corrupt and the evil if it means shielding your children uh, for the time being. But the end result, I suppose, is just going to be your kids living under the same boot. For me, man, and I mean, honestly, for, for everybody who's here and works here, when someone shows up and, and breaks in or sends us death threats or we get, you know, my family gets threatening phone calls, I kind of feel like we are taking big risks doing all of this when we could probably just make like a gaming channel and, you know, walk away from everything. 
So I've talked about it before where it would be so much easier just to quit, retire. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take whatever I've got and just go live in the mountains and say, I am done. The risk isn't worth it. But I can't do that. The risk is what comes like the risk is what we accept in order to fight the fight in order to challenge this. And that means that uh, I have to obfuscate my location. It means that there's probably gonna be more people who try and break into my house and who do break into my house. And there's going to be more gunshots. And eventually there will be critical injury from it and things will get crazy. I can walk away from all that, I guess, if I didn't want to risk it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of envy the people who are sitting, you know, at their house you know, they're playing video games with their kids thinking, I'm not going to say anything. And I get what they're saying, but far be it for me to be the person to take the risk. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. You know, I, I'd probably just prefer to go to the skate park every day and then just, you know, I could have taken the money I got from Disney when I worked for them and never had to work and just lived in a van and said, screw you guys, you're on your own. So I don't know, man. That's kind of how well, I feel about I, it. I, I think that like to a certain extent you are... Oh, it's easy for people to criticize you that you don't take enough risks. They don't really see all the risks that you do that you take, and as a trickle down effect, everyone at our company takes. But I would go one step further and say you have to think of that Ronald Reagan quote: "All great change in America starts at the dinner table." Like you are in a position to take greater risks because you have you know a, a bigger public platform. You might have more resources, but like if people are not at home with their children discussing like openly what their values are and what values they want their children to carry into the future it doesn't matter how many risks every public figure takes right like if we don't live our principles day by day you could take as many risks and put yourself in danger all the time but ultimately the influence is limited like people have the ability to take risks themselves even if it's not standing up to their boss but to be open with their children i can't tell you how many people i know don't discuss what American culture is with their families. They say, well, we, we don't want to talk politics with our children. We don't want to talk about right. our history. Like there are risks that and opportunities for people every day. You don't have to have a ton of money or a huge following on the internet to do this. Like you have to live your values. And I think that's why, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's hard because you do take a lot of risks, but also like you do it because you believe in what you're doing. People can take these risks in their personal lives, be more open with their friends about what they believe or what they won't tolerate. They just choose not to because it's uncomfortable. I well, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I dealt with a lot of crazy, you know, security things throughout my career too. Also, you know, physically involved in a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of the stuff I don't talk about. I know, uh, Tim, you don't talk about the stuff that you deal with as well. But you know, you just got to take it one step at a time. Yeah, you got to be smart. You got to make sure you're not going to be a victim. Uh, I started, you know, learning self-defense in many different ways and instances. And that also helps gives you gives you peace of mind here. But it's crazy out there. And, and a lot of the times people don't understand, like, the crazy-ish that we had to go through, that I had to go through, through, like, from Chicago with the police officers, from, you know, interrogations, from getting jumped and attacked, from the, the things that are happening at the home here. This is just like the beginning of, of a lot of other very serious things to come. So I, I, personal defense is more important than ever. I also think just go, kind of going back to what his comment really was, I, I took from that, you need to be the guy because we just need figureheads saying these things. We don't need to be doing right. them. Meanwhile, 
Contrast that with the left who has infiltrated the medical community. They've infiltrated Taco uh, Bell. They've infiltrated the education <laughs> I'm community. I'm not kidding. Starbucks. They've, edu- they've, they've, they've infiltrated all of these different places. Chick-fil-A. Right. They're boots on the ground. They're going in and they're getting it done. And, th- and then this viewpoint is just like, well, you just need to be our guy. And yeah. so be it. You're the rich guy. You need to put yourself out there and do it. And it's like, do you, do, do you guys not see that this is why we're losing? Because they're over there doing the work that needs to be done, infiltrating in the community to change the culture. And we're just over here like, well, you need to do it all for us. The story about Taco Bell was a guy wearing a mask that said Black Lives Matter. And his manager said, you can't wear a political mask at work. And he says, I will not take this off. And they said, then leave. So he grabbed his phone and he filmed himself saying, they just told me to leave. They're firing me because I wear Black Lives Matter. Taco Bell panicked, apologized, and reinstated him. Dude was willing to lose everything for a mask with a logo on it. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's a lot of people who are like, well, you know, I could, but my worst case scenario is I get yelled at by my boss. (laughs) Or my worst case scenario is that I could lose my job and I have a family to feed. And I'm like, I hear you, man. No, I do do respect it. I don't want people to put their families at risk. I get it. But I just hope you guys realize the left is willing to literally burn down buildings in Georgia, leftists torched two houses, flipped a truck over and set it on fire, st- stolen from a guy. They had gasoline and explosives. That's the length length that they're willing to go. And many people here are like, yeah, but I could lose my job. It's like those dudes could blow up. Right. Like there, there's videos of Antifa being set on fire. They keep doing it. They're throwing explosives. They're being charged with terror and it's not going to stop them. Mm-hmm. There is a clear you know, distinction between the willingness to engage in conflict between the two factions. There's the pro-America side that says we must we must just calm down. We must just mind our own business, keep our heads down and let it all blow over. And there are a lot of people, I'd say half or more that are like, no, no, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to stand up. I will never back down. I can respect that. But I, I look at it like when we had Rick Santorum on And he said, we can't impeach Joe Biden. No, no, we can't do that. We've got to play by the rules. We got to. And I'm like, (laughs) impeaching Joe Biden doesn't accomplish anything but a symbolic victory in the first place. If you're unwilling to just even wave a sign saying we mad because it's oh, it's decorum. Well, then you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. The, The right has still not learned the lesson that you have to fight fire with fire. And it like. They're so concerned about being uh, moral, right? Well, but we're the the moral ones, right? I think you can fight fire with fire, with a controlled burn. They'll they'll like burn a stretch that the fire stops. But I'm just asking people on the right to fight fire with water, Mm -hmm. right? We don't want a destructive force. We just need there to be some of it. And so what's happening is if a bunch of people are like, look, man, I can't bail water with you because I'll get too close to the flames and, you know, I don't want to risk hurting my hands. I got kids to feed. It's like, well, there are people out here who are currently being singed and burned for you. And, and, and many of them are respecting your decision not to be involved. And well, but and not just for you, but for your children. That's right. what that's what that's where. And I again, I understand and I try to be empathetic to that view. But I'm like, I have the children, too. And I'm out there doing the hard work. You know why? Because I want my children to have a better place for them when they grow up. Why else do it? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, if, it, if, if, if it's just for us. Well, I mean, by the time it gets that bad, maybe we'll, you know, have gone See, to I our think God. there's a whole wave of people who are like watching you fight the fire and they're over here being like, the fire's getting closer. Do a better job. Right, I don't right, understand. Right, like, right. I, I think that there is such a sense that it is not your responsibility. And that's where I come back to, like, if you don't live by the values that you expect everyone else to promote, then like, what are you doing? You're Let's, not helping at all. Let me pull up this story here for you guys from TimCast.com. 
Disney affiliated drag queen welcomes children to show featuring simulated sex and nudity. It's not just simulated sex. It is simulated sodomy, where two men go up on stage in front of children and simulate sodomy. And um, I'm surprised to see this a little bit because here we go. Katie Porter, Democrat from California, said that groomer and pedophile are just identities and that, you know, people are attacking them for their identities as if they've committed a criminal act. And it's like, well, grooming is, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and you want to make an argument about someone just being a pedophile. They haven't done anything. Fine. But that's an insane thing for a Democrat to say. But it's because they're moving the Overton window. First, they said drag shows are just fashion. It's dancing. And then once all the left got on board and said, we, we, they, they defend these things and the right's crazy. They've now graduated to drag shows where I can't show you the image, not on YouTube. It is exposed breasts, like simulated breasts that, but like not a bra, not a, not a fake bust, quite literally nipples and everything on this person's chest called tits in a box. And then there's actually a, a dude wearing a thong and it sh- and, he, and he turns around and he giggles teehee with his ass to the kids. And then it shows like the spiral of his ass around him. And then you actually have two guys doing it on stage, mm-hmm. simulating doing it on stage. OK, so when here, here's, here's what I see happening. The people on the right who have families have everything to lose. And so they don't want to take the risk. The people on the left have literally nothing to lose. So they'll risk anything and everything. Mm-hmm. That's asymmetrical conflict, and it ends with a very obvious outcome. So if you're in a short-term perspective, such as, I can't lose my job, I have kids, I have to feed them. I totally get it. Far be it for me to tell you what to do. Just as long as you know, this is the world you are leaving for your children. Mm -hmm. If you're okay with that, then by all means, do nothing. If this is terrifying you and, 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 and making you concerned Maybe you should consider what standing down means for your children when they get older. But maybe you want your kids to be on stage with these guys. I don't know. These kids are watching it all happen. They're, they're, they're being groomed by overt sexualization in these shows. It is escalating. They are incrementalizing more and more and more. And this ends with them actually ex- abusing the kids in these events. It started with a, a drag show where a drag queen dances. The next thing we saw was it's not going to lick itself. Mm. Then we saw children taking their clothes off on stage for, for men at a gay bar. Now you have them simulating sodomy in front of children. And they were. What do you think happens next? I hope you're happy about what the world will be if you don't want to be involved. Okay, I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do because I get it. Risk is scary. And I mean that seriously. But just as long as you understand this is what awaits your children. Yeah, this one was um, the worst. We So Defend Our Kids Texas, my organization, sent Taylor Hansen out to this particular drag show to get the footage. Um, I, re- I did the research on this. It's a drag queen Christmas tour. They've got like, I think, 38 different stops across the country that they're going to. Um, way more than I'm comfortable with in Texas. I think there was four or five just in Texas. And um, the thing about this one is that on the ticketing website, it did say all ages welcome. It did, in most cases, it did give some sort of a very, very soft warning, like, this is adult, so just be careful, but all ages welcome. So typically, the the response that I get from the left is, well, they did give some sort of warning. Okay, well, why then, in this particular show, did they constantly target the children? Because we have video after video after video of all of these performers speaking to the children in the crowd, calling them up to the stage, interviewing them, putting them on the mic, all while they're also explaining. There was one part where one of the the performers um, talked about a sexual act that they had with their 
father's boss and detailed it, right? And then went around the audience and had the audience share their favorite sex stories. Knowing with children, with children, knowing that there were children in the audience, they knew this because they were conversing with them on the microphone. So for everyone who wants to say, well, it's not the drag queen's fault. They didn't add They're They're just saying all ages welcome just because they want to be welcoming and they want to be inclusive. They could very, very easily make this 18 and up, 21 and up mm-hmm. if they wanted to. There is a reason why they called out to those children. They called them up to the stage. They received tips from them. There is a reason why they are doing that. Yeah, in this particular video, too, that you mentioned specifically, I think it's that uh, person with the, the uh, bazunkas out that clearly was interviewing yes. a small child. And, and, with and the bazungas out. With, uh, I, I don't think, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember, but I, I remember seeing this clip going uh, you know, around on Twitter, specifically asking a child who was barely able to speak, what's your favorite part of the show? Child's like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I feel sorry for these kids. Yeah. What what it's are abuse. these parents thinking? Bringing them out mm-hmm. to this, and then, and again, the th- police th- this have over- no upside to do anything about it. But this over the sexualization, what does it do to children? It ruins their possibilities of having cohesive relationships. Ruins their possibility of having family members. Gets them hooked onto adult contents. Robs their innocence. Gets rid of their ability to have a childhood. So th- th- there's so many layers to this that uh, essentially, for me, at the end of the day, boil down to a depopulation agenda. Some people might say it's a degeneracy agenda. Whatever it is, this is this is sick. This well, is not good, and this is not something children should be around. It can be both, right? Like. It can be a depopulation agenda at the top and just a degeneracy problem at you know with at the bottom yeah i think that that's because a lot of people keep asking why do children need to be be there but why do guys have to dress in front of children should be the bigger question why do you as an adult male have to do this in front of children and if you you didn't like it you wouldn't target the children in the show just simple question what would happen if the bazungas dancer went to a grade school playground and just walked around Right. At this point, it'd probably be tolerated. No, no, no it wouldn't. Think so a father would get up, or what? if there was a father, so a lot of families of are fatherless when, now. When, like, we can't show the images of what they did on YouTube right. because YouTube will say this is not advertiser friendly. Mm-hmm. But for some, but the issue is police, even though it is already illegal, won't do anything about it. So when I see something like this, I am outright abolish the police. One hundred percent. This is already child sexual exploitation Mm -hmm. and the cops aren't doing anything about it. So why have cops if they won't even stop that in Texas? Yeah. Instagram took it took it down. Instagram took videos (laughs) and photos of this down. But 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 it's okay. And they also took down like didn't Taylor put up like they removed my post and it's like a smaller version and they took that one down, too. Like it doesn't make any sense. I think what's strange to me is most states have laws against like you can't show children pornography. Right. Right. You're not allowed to show them simulated sexual acts. So when cops say, well, there's nothing we can do about it, like that can't possibly be true because this is within, at least in most states, the definition of something that is not allowed. They are choosing not to pursue it. And whether that's because, you know, there's no criminal complaint by the parents who bought tickets and brought their children or, you know, what is the company going to do? Be like, oh, I think we made a mistake. Please prosecute us. Like you need you need someone to be complaining theoretically, although the cops do have the right, you know, law enforcement could theoretically Press charges. They're just opting not to. Right? Texas. Yeah, I know. I know. And that, and that is what is so infuriating to me as well. I'm like, if this is, if the, and this is what I think part of their plan is in pushing this in Texas, because some of the most egregious ones that we've done, the one at Ebb and Flow that you guys probably saw with the guy that was uh, dancing to the sexually explicit P word song with a young girl that was right there. Um, I, I took that video and 
I kept sell- telling myself, how in the world is this happening in Texas? And you know, you got to believe that they are so arrogant that they think if we can get this done in Texas, where can we not get this done? Right? Because Florida. That's the only place. Well, right. That's the only place. <laughs> no, but I think it's like if you are a liberal in Texas, you see yourself as like someone in occupied territory. Yes. You're, you're being so progressive by taking your child to this. And how dare these backwards conservative people wrong this thing that should be, I don't know what fun. I'm not sure what the adjective is for them. But like, I think it's to connect with these people who are so kind of moving down a radical path, especially in their parenting, that they feel as though they are morally correct. And when there is backlash, they double down on what they did. Someone should interview these parents and just Mm -hmm. be like, uh, after the show, why are you bringing your child here? Why do you think this is okay? Mm -hmm. I I would, I'm I'm curious because Mm -hmm. they're, they're either brain dead they're they're you know they're they're either uh, you know fluoride brained out or or just totally out of it or just uh, really bad people well they will be in dallas tomorrow night and maybe i just might happen to be there asking them those questions yeah I mean, where where are the police uh oftentimes they are called so they show up but usually they get stuck trying to maintain peace between antifa who always shows up and the protesters who always show up and they uh they if, say there's no violation they say there's no violation i don't think they get stuck we can't do well right but uh they, 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 I, they say i gotta they say this anything. i think the cops are, are probably in on it i completely agree with you and so for us the the most reasonable solution for us is to go to the legislators and say you need to strengthen the language and make sure that it is clear that this is child abuse. Make sure that it is clear uh, it's prohibited. I, 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 what else do you do in this moment to protect kids? So, well, well, well I'll start with this. We often talk about how uh, the law is is less relevant than culture. Mm-hmm. There are laws in the books in I can't remember what city it was. I was reading a book and it was like putting a pie on your windowsill is illegal unless it's like Tuesday or something. And it was a law that used to be there because of wild animals being attracted to the small town. But now that it's a big city, it makes no sense why you can't be on the you know top of your building, you know, put a pie out the window. So no cop will enforce that law. Mm. We are at the point where police are completely okay with this. There in New York, there's an interesting cultural thing where women are allowed to walk around topless. But a lot of these cops are more conservative. So there's one particular woman who's morbidly obese, and she walks around with her massive bazongas flopping around. And she gets arrested all the time and then immediately files a lawsuit and wins instantly and gets several thousand dollars because the cops see her and say, ma'am, you can't do that. And she goes, yes, I can. They say you're under arrest. Then the cops find out it's actually allowed. See, culturally among those cops in New York, they see it and say, I have to stop it. There's no law they know of. It's just wrong to them. Right. The cops here was a San Antonio. Uh, Austin. Austin. This one was Austin. To the cops in Austin. This is perfectly fine. Just like the parents think. Yeah. So no no law that could be written is going to make the cops enforce this. But if you, you need yeah. Abbott to send in state troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. I have been to some where the cops do see. I, I can see it on their face. It does seem like they want to do something, but they feel like their hands are tied because of their superiors. I, I'm not I'm not covering for Ex- them. Trust I, me. I, know, I think I, it's I'm, disgusting. I'm saying for them, that's an excuse. Right. Well, right. Like I've, I've seen I've seen cops arrest people. For nothing. Yeah. I watched a video out of Florida where a guy got arrested because he, had a, he, had a, he was a blind guy with a walking cane. And they're watching two dudes simulate sodomy in front of children like, well, you know, this one's too ambiguous for us. Yeah. Are you kidding me? There's, well, pe- there's people who pee outside. They get charged with indecent exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That, that yeah. happens routinely. The all cops, the time. The but, cops in, in Texas want this. It's the only explanation. Well, more importantly, with all the, the events that I've attended, it's, you know, as you would expect, it's almost exclusively what appears to be single mothers uh, taking their young children. No fathers, and, usually. Right. Yep. No fathers. And, and what is so fascinating to me is I'm like, 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where the hell are the dads in the community? Why are they not coming here? They're all walking in. They're not screaming it down. They're not doing all of the things that I would want and expect, you know, my husband to do if this came to my community and, you know, my child or other, my friend's children were participating in it or whatever. Uh, uh, Where is that urgency of the men in these communities to say, we're not letting you do this in our town. It's it's really frightening to me. But men who do that are, you know, toxically masculine and they're not who allowed cares? to do that. I don't care. I think it'd be a good thing. But I'm just saying that, like, the same way that cops who might in their gut be like, this is wrong. I can see this is wrong. But I don't know how to move forward because I don't think I have any law to arrest them out. I don't know who I'd arrest, whatever. I think men who are in these communities, like, are you going to tell if you're if you have a sister who has a young child, you're a man who's going to take your niece or nephew to one of these shows. Like, do you say like, no, you can't take them and start some family rift? Like, I think people yes. are afraid to speak up. I agree with yeah. you, but I think that there is so if much I, fear. I, I have seen cops arrest people by going, uh, you can't go there. It's a frozen zone. And the person says, what's frozen zone mean? It, it means you can't go there. And then the person <laughs> goes, okay, and starts walking, you're under arrest. I've seen people get arrested for resisting arrest, meaning they weren't actually being arrested there was nothing to resist and they're being arrested for the act of resisting arrest that wasn't happening and these cops are like well you know they are shaking big fake tits in front of children and simulating sex acts which is child exploitation but uh far be it for me to know the law i was arrested seven times seven times i had to go to jail why routinely asking questions right Uh, so so to see this level this is why i have a lot of my points and viewpoints because seeing the absurdity in our society where you get in trouble for asking a politician a a question but you show your junk to small kids that somehow is okay it's not i mean what are the laws that prevent children from entering strip clubs right like why is this any different right Right. Well, it's not. I mean, the LGBT community is now, I think, exempt from laws regarding child exploitation and child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the only con- conclusion that I can come to. And if people are not willing to stand up and do what's right when it comes to sexual abuse of children, like, what what are they willing to stand up for? Um, imagine being a cop, but also being like, you know, n- willfully and knowingly only enforcing, you know, like revenue generation through tickets and arresting, you know, legitimate uh, protesters while ignoring Antifa and this. Yeah. Like, I can only assume the good cops retired, defund the police worked, and the cops that are left are totally on board with it. That's what they wanted. They wanted a police force that would be subservient. We saw this in Seattle when a bunch of Antifa people were like approaching out with weapons and he was backing up and a cop vehicle pulls up, gets out, grabs the victim and arrests him and then apologizes to Antifa. Wow. Uh, that's where we're at. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share this show with your friends and become a member over at TimCast.com to support our work directly. Uh, we got a bunch of really awesome stuff at the website, but we got a bunch of cool stuff uh, happening on the ground. We have uh, secured a building. We're going to be setting up a physical hangout cafe 
The first floor is going to be a cafe. Second floor is going to be like a skate shop and a gaming shop. Third floor is going to be podcasts and stuff. So we might do special Friday night events there. And uh, the goal ultimately is by the by this time next year to have a bunch of these locations. So I think we can pull it off thanks to your support. And then what happens when we have a bunch of physical locations people can actually meet up in, have Saturday morning events with their families. This is the kind of thing I think we need to do to shift the culture. It's one thing I can do. It's a small grain of sand in a much bigger heat, but it's something we're working on thanks to your support. Let's read. All right. Carolyn Clark says, Sarah, I live in downtown Roanoke, Texas, a few blocks from that place. Thank you for what you're doing to protect children. Love you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Adam Noel says, graphene and fusion energy. The future looks bright. Have you all discussed the fusion energy breakthrough yet? We did. We did. Uh, Ian transitioned today, though. So, uh, you know, Ian is, is now Hannah. Claire. Hannah Claire. But still not my name. <laughs> I said I, it. I have worked here for over a year. I, said, I made I you said guys change my email. So only a slight pause. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. Ian is sick. And so he's definitely coming back. No, I'm just kidding. Ian really is sick. And I'm here filling in for him. Did you okay. lice all that? No. You... <laughs> Kellen. What? Did you lice all this? Did oh, you... absolutely. <laughs> Lysol. I think he had to get up super early to do a Cast Castle episode today. Yeah, that's not normal for him. It was hard for him. for him. It was like 10 a.m. And that's if, like, for the people watching, Ian's nocturnal. He does not ever see <laughs> Well, yeah. he, he is. Uh, he's like a, he's right like a vampire. What's, what's, what's the word for, like, a cat that sleeps all day? <laughs> you know? Garfield? <laughs> Crepuscular. <laughs> Crepuscular. They're, they're awake during dawn and dusk. That's it. Yeah. Ian's awake right before the sun sets to come on the show and then he goes to bed. <laughs> then, you know, well, he actually doesn't wake up at, at dawn. So it's literally just sundown. <laughs> Whatever He's a bat. Is. Oh, so stay away from Lysol. Yuck. Yeah, I know. I said Lysol. I'm like, I don't even own Lysol. Well, it was like, just the first word that came to mind. Essential oil. Like, I use thieves. Okay. Dark, Darko says, I can't tell if Luke and Hannah actually don't like each other or if they're just messing around. And you'll never know. <laughs> we hate each other. We can't stand each other. It did feel, my, my first time on the program, it felt a little tense. The thing is, we're just both from Europe. I, yeah, we grew up together in Poland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got? Jason Sierkio says, I found out another one of my friends passed away from overdose today. Can we please get a prayer for the still sick and suffering addict? Sorry to hear it, man. My thoughts go out, and uh, if everybody wants to say a prayer for, for you know, these people who are sick and suffering addiction, then uh, it would be greatly appreciated. Guardsman Norheim says, the world is falling apart. The future is getting very grim, dark, and Henry Cavill is now spearheading a Warhammer 40k TV series with Amazon. Is that is that bad news, or is that good news? <laughs> I heard people were really excited about it. I don't know. I think they did Henry Cavill dirty. He was the Witcher. He quits The Witcher to be Superman, and then they can him from, from Superman. For what? To do a young Superman? Ah, oh, they have no idea. They ruined DC. I mean, Marvel has started going down as well, but uh, DC is just a mm -hmm. mess. Brett Dasovic is outside the studio door pounding his fist with something to say. I can just feel oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pop Culture Christ, everybody. Make sure you follow Pop Culture Christ on YouTube for our pop culture content. Let's see what we got. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, the time, uh, the time is now. The time is now was years ago. Oof. We're in a war for the minds, war of the minds for the minds of children. Too many own the libs grifters out here. What yuz think about a digital army fire with fire to keep it peaceful? I think the issue is just um, if everybody just spoke up, there would be no conflict. It would be over. But what's happening is these Democrats like Katie Porter, 
She knows that if she comes out against grooming, she will lose votes. She knows that conservatives won't vote for her anyway, and she knows Democrats either support it or are too stupid to think otherwise, so she will support it. If every single person told their neighbor, that's nasty, then people like Katie Porter would stop because they're like, oh, too many people are telling me no. That's the simplest, uh, the sim- the simplest uh, way to go, go about it, I suppose. But ballot harvesting, you know, I do think legislation matters. Culture shifting matters. We'll see how it goes. I don't think we're losing, though. Elon Musk is definitely a major win with the purchase of Twitter and the, ex- the, the revelations that's going on. It's, it's probably one of the most powerful moves upward that we've seen in a long time. Red Muskrat says Sarah has more balls than most men today. <laughs> yes. I wish that weren't true. But. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. Well, maybe it's the soy. Huh? I, I think that. it is. I like how pe- people say that's, that, that, that that conspiracy pyramid said soy boys is a conspiracy theory. Like what? Men are losing <laughs> testosterone, right. the Y chromosome shrinking, all of that stuff. And happening. getting man bazunkas. Man bazunkas. Yeah. You, yep. It's because they're eating all that gluten. In the, a box? The, the Bill Gates seed moves. oils. <laughs> seed oils, right? Luke? No, damn right. Seed oils. <laughs> Glyphosate, high fructose corn syrup, all that. O- Omega Resetsu says Luke is wrong. Capitalism is exactly what leftists say it is. Capitalism was coined by Louis Blanc as a straw man against free market economics, meaning head of cattle whose goal is oligarchy. When when the government prints money out of thin air and then gives it to all their friends, that's not really capitalistic behavior. It's socialism for the super rich. Let's call it what it is. And if we had a free market capitalistic country, we wouldn't have all these monopolies and all these bigger problems like we do right now. So that's my two cents. All right. Josh Johnson says, question for Sarah, end world hunger or send all creeper predators via musk rocket on a one way trip. Let's just call it outer space. Oh, I'm going with the I'm going with the musk rocket. Musk rocket. Maybe we can have all of the really awful people because we don't want violence to befall people. So we put them in a rocket Mm -hmm. and we have them colonize Mars. Then it would be like Australia, though. Like, isn't that what happened with Australia? <laughs> Australia right? I mean, right. Australia's got its problems. Yeah. They turned out bad. Yeah, it's gotten pretty bad in Australia. And how funny, how, like, how weird would it be if we put all of, like, all criminal predators and everything is like, their sentence was to be loaded up in a rocket and sent to, like, Alpha Centauri. And then it's just, like, Earth a thousand years later. And everything's, like, really nice and peaceful and there's no crime. And then all of a sudden, a gigantic dick-shaped ship starts arriving. <laughs> all, all the predators are coming back. Family-friendly show. Phallic. <laughs> phallic <laughs> ship. Okay, okay. And what do we have? Becoming ungovernable says, well, give your ID card to the border guard. Yeah. Your alias says you're Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the United Federation of Planets because he won't speak English anyway. Music notes, music notes. I have no idea. leprechaun says john stewart did nothing shocking stop pretending they made up thoughts that divulge from the norm he was simple no hate in the statement dude gets too much credit for talking also my birthday is 17th lol love y'all happy birthday appreciate it happy birthday soulless ginger says luke's law of names if a woman's name has three or more syllables it will be truncated to suit luke's preference (laughs) thank you i think someone understands me (laughs) sorry my name is too complicated for you i guess i didn't think it was that bad but it's a lot it's okay leonard it's okay it's a mouthful Leroy, it was Leroy. Please call me by my respected uh Leroy at personofcolorpronouns.com. Leroy. Logan Culver says Michael Malice's new book The White Pill is now available on Amazon. Let's get him to number 1. Ladies and gentlemen, 
you really should check out Michael Malice's new book on Amazon, The White Pill. It's uh, it's it's a white pill story, but it talks about dictators. I don't I don't want to just check it out. Take a look. Uh, I, I talked to Michael a little bit, little little bit about it, and we really are hoping that uh, a book about that grants some kind of optimism, at the very least, will uh, uh, reach number one. And as we're talking about all these really really dark things, give it a read and support the people who are are, are fighting the good fight, calling out the machine in the cathedral. And that's Michael Malice. We're big fans. Shout out Michael. Um, look forward to have you on next time, and hopefully we, your book hits number one. So we'll give you more shouts out, shout outs when we can. Let's grab some more super chats. Crypto Pepe says, Tim bought 45 Trump NFTs yesterday oh. for $4,455, doubled my money overnight. We'll meet with Trump for dinner. I'll tell him to stop dwelling on 2020 and ballot harvest for 2024 if I can. Cheaper than Times Square ad. What? Fair point. <laughs> you actually made over actually, there. The, the 45, uh, you bought 45 out of 45,000. You actually won the Trump dinner. I mean, that's amazing. I, I wonder how many Trump dinners were in there. That's mm. that's like, I mean, the odds aren't that bad, to be completely honest. Yeah. You know, spend five grand, get dinner with Trump. Mm. I actually thought the cocktail party at Mar-a-Lago was the better prize. Because mm. like, you know, hanging out with Trump's cool, but that's your whole thing. Yeah. Whereas like the Mar-a-Lago cocktail party is like you're hanging out, you're having drinks, you're schmoozing, you're walking around, you bring your friends. It's There's really like a lot of different people. How yeah. much did you have to buy for that? Do you know? You could, just, you could buy one. It was like, yeah. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's really interesting that the Trump NFTs doubled in value instantly. Super cool. Congratulations. The, I, I have no issue with the Trump cards themselves. I have no issue with the infomercial. I thought it was actually funny. The issue was the timing of it. He said there's going to be a major announcement, and then it's, he's selling NFTs. He sold them all in a couple hours. I wow. mean, the dude made money. Yeah. Legit. And it was a funny commercial. He, you know, when he said he was better than Lincoln in Washington, but winning dinner with him, he's not sure if it was a great prize. I, I love how he does that. Because most people doing sales are going to be like, it's the best prize ever. He's like, I don't know if it's actually that good. You know, if you like me, I guess. But he is the best president ever. Though. I know, right? right? <laughs> I just felt like it was like, if you haven't thought of what to get a boomer in your life, please get them this NFT. Boomers like, don't understand NFTs, though. Yeah, but it's just a thought that counts, you know? People bought it. They'll still do it for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> people bought them, man. You tell them it's an NFT, they're like, is that what the kids are into? Cool. <laughs> Does it help Trump? I'm in. Yeah. That's what they said. Seth M says, can Raymond G. Stanley Jr. get a T-shirt or a plaque on the wall? He's earned it. That's true. He has. I don't know. We can do something. Which wall? You know, we'll, put on. well, we're building the new studio right now. It's coming along really, really awesomely. And so I'm really excited for that to be done. But who knows? Because things have been taking forever. But uh, oh, the new space is going to be so amazing. The studio is slightly bigger. And there's a green room attached to it with a window. And then it's overlooking this massive building it's a 40 foot tall building so there's going to be just all sorts of really awesome stuff that we're going to have there it's going to be really great awesome skating music uh we're going to have like a fake little table game thing for people to play either board games or you know fake casino games Ooh. super excited for that yep what do we got where are we at what is this? Quantum Strange Quark says Elon should release them now if they pin an apology for seven days. Otherwise, they get a 14-day suspension. Love me, love me some Sarah Gonzalez. Oh, thank you. My proposal was, Elon, let all of the journalists come back. But in order to come back, they agree to allow us to produce a real-time tracker of their locations that will be pinned to their profile forever. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they got no problem with it. They, they, it's just reporting public information. Right. So uh, uh, I think it's a fair compromise. Yeah. If yeah. they I, put and look, their like home it. address in their bio, yeah. they can come back. Sweet. Yeah. Well, real-time tracking location. It's better. Right? I agree. I, 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 you think I'm joking. Elon, send them a message right now. Send Donnie O'Sullivan a message. Say, Donnie, I understand you were just reporting. So here's the compromise. I will reinstate your account so long as we can attach a link to a real-time tracker of you. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say no. no. And then Elon can come out and said, look, they said it was fine to report on someone's real-time location. And so when I said, okay, you're right, I'll let you back on the platform. If we could do the same to you, they refused. Now, why would they do that? I think it's wild. Like, they work at these places that were like, yes, yes, totally fine. Share their, you know, doxed information. Like, I, we wouldn't do that. Like, I don't understand how you as a journalist, like, yes, I guess it's been made public, but like, it is still wrong to report it. So you're just recycling the crime. Like, I don't really get it. I mean, it's, from the same brand of journalists who reported that Trump peed on a bunch of people with no verification or anything right. like that. And mm -hmm. everyone else ran with that as well. The elevator story. You saw that one? No. The Huffington Post ran a story saying somewhere, some at some <laughs> point, a video was made about Donald Trump doing something in an elevator. What he was doing, we don't know. Where was it? We're not sure. <laughs> the elusive white whale. And it's like, what? <laughs> I, that's, that's a real story. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you, that. Yeah, you want to try and Google it or something? You can pull up the exact headline. Oh, man. It's like nothing happened, but we think maybe something happened somewhere. Ooh, and they wrote a story about it. Well, they're like, prove that it didn't. Prove that it didn't happen. That's, mm -hmm. that's the new state that's of journalism. Right. Just prove that it didn't happen. OMG Puppy says, Olbermann, Taylor, Lorenz, etc. I wonder how much cluster B personality disorder is there. Histrionic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, etc. Oh, yeah, it's all there. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people are nuts. They are just crazy people. Mine has okay. been uh, Taylor Lorenz's, like, I didn't go to private school. And then someone, like, pulls out the tweet where she's like, I did go to private school. <laughs> like, I worst. just don't follow it. She is the worst. Where are we at? Emissary of Dickishness says, yo, the Trump meme NFTs sold out within 24 hours. Ha ha ha. I think it was like a couple hours. I think it was way less than 24. You know, I think it was very quickly. Robert Owen says, memorialize Bocus by making a plushy line with the funds going towards animal care. Kind of like a pet HSA. That's a really good idea. I will, uh, I will, I will write that down and I will look into that. Bocus. Uh, Bocus is spelled B-O-K-U-S. Plushies. Is it? Uh-huh. Why? How did you spell Bocus? I don't know. I feel like every time I, the first like couple months that I worked here, every time I met him, someone pronounced his name slightly differently. That's exactly right. Yeah. His he, name's actually Bucko. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> but I you've never called him that. Yeah, I did in the early days. So uh, an update on Mr. Bocus. His uh, red blood cell count has improved after the blood transfusions. The IV fluids have dramatically improved his um, demeanor. Unfortunately, however, we got news today that he has entered stage four kidney failure. The doctors don't know how long he'll last. Stage four is very serious. It's like the end. His kidneys have, have basically failed. But with the treatment and medication we're giving him, they say it could be six months. It could be a lot less. So based on what I've heard from people, it could be several months. And the way he's been acting, he's very thirsty because his kidneys have failed. But... He's actually acting rather normally now since we got him medicine and IV fluid treatment. So it's really crazy. You, 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 you pinch the skin and because their skin is so loose and then you just jam the needle in and they don't even flinch. Wow. Like 
Yeah, it just goes in and they just look at you like, did you do something? <laughs> and then the fluid goes under their skin and then it's like a bubble and then it goes down and then all of a sudden he's jumping around all excited. Like, I don't want to say jumping around, but he like, he got up, he's walking around, he's yelling, he's acting more normal and it's like, okay, that's good. The sad news is he's only four, but he's got a genetic problem, genetic heart problem and a genetic, genetic kidney problems. The good news, I suppose, is if, if the doctors are saying, we don't know how long he can last because of this, but it could be maybe even six months. That gives Ian enough time to contact these stem cell doctors who he's been trying to reach out to and maybe get some stem cell treatments for him or something. I just think the issue is stem cells seem like they could probably cure someone who's got deteriorating organs, not, not someone who's got defective organs. Yeah. Like he, he's got a heart problem, like a genetic heart defect. The stem cells aren't going to correct that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to just attach to what's already there. And with, with the kidneys being totally failed, I don't know if anything's going to work. But uh, I appreciate all of the well wishes. We'll grab some more super chats. Where are we at? Satan the Sir says, did y'all see the net job growth estimation for quarter two was actually closer to 10,500 than the 1.1 million initially reported? No, there was no typo there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. John Paul says, Tim, please shout out my girlfriend, Tina. It's her birthday and she's a huge fan. Tina, happy birthday. Awesome. Thanks for being a fan. We really do appreciate it. I hope they're watching the show for her birthday. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love it. Joseph Murphy says, my brother gave me a PS2, DBZ Budokai 2, Thug 2. Oh, wow. Tony Hawk's Underground. And others for my 30th birthday present, 1222. So I'm having a great night listening while I play as Goku. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I bought uh, an N64, a Super Nintendo, and a PlayStation recently. And then I play. I was playing Breath of Fire. I played Chrono Trigger for a little bit, and then I played Breath of Fire for a little bit. Uh, good old days, man. But it's really funny being an adult with the current level of video games and then playing something like Breath of Fire, for those that are familiar. And I'm like, wow, this game has nothing in it. It's so basic. There's like nothing. And it used to be like the craziest game ever when I was a little kid. Arthur Desmarais. Says everything is backwards. We should know everything about the government and they should know nothing about us. The news should tell us facts and let us make our opinion. Now they hide the facts and tell us their opinion. Mm-hmm. Yup. Mm-hmm. Chicken sushi, sushi says, wow, Ian got hot. <laughs> I've right. always thought he had great hair. I mean, I always <laughs> tell you. If my hair's anywhere close to Ian's, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> John H. says, go with me on this. Maybe Trump's big announcement was about fighting back on the First Amendment, but someone sent out the NFT stuff first to screw him. If Milo can mess with Trump, why not someone else? You know, it does seem Trump to do the NFT thing as his major announcement. And his post was, this is the major announcement. You're right. It could be a staffer. But I think the simple answer is whoever advised Trump to do this gave him bad advice. So I would say technically you're correct. I don't know if it's to screw him. It was just a bad idea. But I, well, I, the only bad idea was the timing. If he put up the free speech thing first, it would have hit like a hammer. Then he could have done the NFT things as uh, wink, wink, we got one more for you. And it would have been funny. The, the order they put it in mm, uh, came out bad. Came out bad. But it's cool. The NFTs made him a ton of money. So, you know, who, who really wins in the end? The guy walking away with about five million bucks or the people complaining about, you know. He definitely Trump- doesn't have enough of money. Right. <laughs> He doesn't have, well, oh, yeah. is there ever enough money Yeah. for Trump? Who knows? <laughs> Dradmac says, Hey Luke, I just checked Elon's follows and I didn't see you, but I saw Tim. 
Just wanted to see you squirm. <laughs> I'm checking right now. What? I'm checking right now. Oh no, no, that that didn't happen. Sorry. Oh well, no, wait. He's, he's right. I got a DM. Lies. Hold on. I have a text. Lies. Uh, what is this? Wait, what? We've already been through the joke before, Tim. I, no, 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 I, I do. I'm, I'm gonna hear it again. Come on. He says, uh, "Oh, it's Elon." Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, hey, Tim. Um, I accidentally followed Luke the other day, but I meant to follow you. Just wanted to let you know, Luke is totally dumb. Oh, oh man. Well, I, that was that was hurtful, Elon. I can't. I, I, yeah, for, you, for for the sake of Poe's law, I Elon did not DM me because there's going to be someone out there who's going to be like Tim's claiming Elon. The Daily Beast. Right, I'm going exactly. to message him about you. All right, I better stop it right now. I will tell Elon. Says Luke. I'll tell on Elon. You'll tell on Elon. Yeah. Elon comes on this show just to moderate fights between you guys. He's like, I have a million sons. I've been through this before. Fat Sean says the correct name for the crime of grooming is enticement of a minor. Oh, there you go. Mm. That's right. Well, also, well, I don't know if we're going to talk about how much we can talk about grooming, but grooming talks to like systematic exposure no, to get people to yeah, normalize, normalize it. Let me, yeah. let, let, me, let me give you guys, for those that listen to my morning show, the Tim Pool Daily Show, um, check out the Tim Pool Daily Show on iTunes, Spotify, or on YouTube.com slash TimCast if you guys haven't. But um, the simplest way to explain grooming, a young woman is approached by a guy at like, the mall and he was like, hey, do you do, you do modeling? And she's like, no. And he goes, here's my card. Give me a call. You know, and she's like 16 or whatever. And he's like, we, we're a modeling agency. So we do a bunch of photos. I think you can make a ton of money doing this. You're going to be great. And then he talks, she talks to her parents. And her parents like, yeah, online modeling agency. This is, this is really good stuff. Okay, cool. Let's go. 16-year-old girl meets the guy. Everything's above board. He says, we're going to do a raincoat with an umbrella. Picture, picture, picture. Wonderful. Here's $300. You guys were awesome. We'll call you again. Totally normal, right? The next time she comes in, he's like, we're going to do sportswear. So you're going to be wearing yoga pants and it's totally normal stuff you normally wear. Photo, photo, photo. They do that a couple times. Eventually, the, the girl is going in by herself. Mom's totally cool with her kid's new job. And then he says, we're going to do swimwear. You know, bikinis and stuff. Yeah, you go to the beach, you do bikinis. It's all the same. They do this until eventually it's like, okay, now I want you to drop your shoulder strap. Okay, now we're going to do some nightlife stuff. Now we've got an artistic shoot for an art magazine. It's going to be topless, but you've already done the bikini stuff. So this is totally the same. They do that until the woman is then sold off and trafficked into a foreign country or something like that. And then she's a young, you know, trafficked human. Mm -hmm. That's like generic grooming as most people have probably heard about it, the fake modeling gig. Mm -hmm. Or the, you know, come 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 to Hollywood and I'll give you a gig. And or, then before they know it, they're doing porn. Or it's like teachers like right. saying to their kids like, oh, so do you have a boyfriend, right? And you're, yep. you, oh, I talk mm. to my teacher all the time, right? Oh man, your boyfriend's so lucky. Like, and it keeps going and getting more and more perverse until there's and, an and appropriate now, relationship. It was the first drag shows for families. It was Drag Queen Story Hour. Mm -hmm. They're just reading books. Mm -hmm. Oh, calm down. Then it was a drag show for kids. They're just dancing. Now it's simulated sodomy on stage. That is grooming. I called it. You called it. Yeah. I, I was saying like, they're going to increment this. This is what grooming is. And then all the like, media matters, they were like, Tim Pool's a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't you argue that the parents are being groomed though? Because they're, they're the ones taking their kids to these shows. The kids aren't voluntarily going and buying these tickets. It's the parents. I, 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 that's a good point. I'd say to a degree, you can say the parents are being um, psychologically groomed mm -hmm. to, to allowing their kids to be trafficked. But that, that happens too. 
there will be a woman who has who has like a, a single mother with a kid and an abusive boyfriend comes in and then starts gaslighting her, withholding money or pressuring her and then eventually trafficking the kid. Mm. Yeah, you hear a lot of th- those stories happen. They're scary, man. All right. GPT three bot says I refuse to take my company's DEI courses. So I'm writing a bot to take them for me. <laughs> I'm going to send my GitHub link to HR, troll them with code, nice. <laughs> giving it to all of your uh, coworkers. I mean, what happens if you fail the DEI course? Yeah, I, actually, here's my advice to you. Take the course, but film. Set up a camera. Get, your, get, get, get one of those uh, phone tripods and point it at the computer screen. And then start taking the course. And the moment they disparage in any way, any race or identity, because they will, white people this, then you have a grievance against them for racial discrimination. The question, I suppose, is will the government do anything about it? Well, I don't know, but you can probably still find a lawyer who will, you know, put them to the coals and then they might be like, uh, we're getting sued over this. These DEI courses often disparage white people, which is illegal. So see what you can do. All right. Where are tough, we, where tough we news for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> tough news. What do you what do you mean? What? He's a person of color. He's not white. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Well, I, it's I don't, been a I don't rough know. time for us white people. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, Kellen, Kellen, are you white? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm a quarter ask? Polish, so you tell me. Uh, okay, no, 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 it's mixed race. Quarter. That's, that's mixed. No, he's mixed. A quarter. Don't, don't, don't. That's, hey, that's, hey, that's not 100. percent I no, was no, no, born no. and raised in Poland. No, Luke, I'm Luke. Slavic as they come. You're wrong. Okay, you absolutely you, not. Yeah, no, yes. you're wrong. You are wrong. What you got to understand <laughs> is, in your quest for power, you need to make anyone agree with you. So a a single percentage is a weapon for you. You no, get it? No, 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 I don't need an ally. I'm, I'm, I want to be the only, <laughs> I, I, I want to be the only special one here. Okay. You got to be like, Hey, you know, now there's two of us and we can vote against you. <laughs> yeah. But then I, I, I don't have any special I think, privileges. I just want all the privileges. Please. I think, I guess Anna Claire's the only white person here. I am the token white person. You're not, I think, are you Polish? No, I'm not. Uh, I also think, I don't want to assume Ian's race here, but I also think he's a token white person. So yeah, but he's not here uh, right now. No. Uh, are you are you a white person, Sarah? You, no. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. No. And, I, and of course, I'm I'm Asian, so we've got two Slavic. You're like a quarter Asian, okay? You're Mixed a quarter race. Polish. You get to claim doesn't it. Doesn't count. You doesn't get to count. claim it. No. I'm outnumbered. I'm, I'm you should okay. help me. Hold on. Was Obama the first black president? Was he the first Asian president? Well, he, everyone he was Asian. Would say, he was Asian. He was Asian. Would say he, he was, was Asian. He was Asian. Wait, what? He was like 25 cent, uh, 25% Asian. No. What are you talking about? Everyone right? considers no. Obama to be the first black president. Therefore, you can but he claim was like, it. He was like half white. Half. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like, but everyone okay. said he was the first black president. Half could be the cutoff point. I'm sending it officially as the official. So, as so the Tim's only per- not Korean? As the only person of color here, I'm, I'm, I'm laying down the law right now. 50%. That's it. You can't so, claim it unless you're 50%. So Tim, hold on, hold on. Oh, man. You don't have enough votes. I don't care. Yeah. I, I got I'm special not. privileges. But you, so I'm, I'm more special. You threw you threw out your your extra. I don't vote. need it. <laughs> Kellen, want to join my alliance? Uh, <laughs> your alliance Tim, of white people. Like, <laughs> I feel like no. this is what happens in prison. Uh, it's just my voting block. Please don't make this a, do a bigger deal than it is. <laughs> well, wasn't Obama Sarah, you like can be part Indonesian? Don't worry. No, I don't know. I think it was part Indonesian. No. Uh, here's what I know. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com to support our work directly. I am really excited about the, the cafe physical locations, and I think it would be really cool to like have one in Austin, have one in, a, like, I'd probably want to set up three in Florida as fast as possible. That'd be super cool. So imagine you're just like, you're going out, you're, I'm going to get coffee, and then you're like, oh, what's this? There's like a new coffee spot, and you go in and you're, what's on the TV screen? It's TimCast, it's We Are Change, it's Viva Frey. 
And so people who are coming in on busy days to get an ice cream or a coffee, the content that's being played is the content from us and our friends. That would be epic. And so I'm like, maybe one day we'll have a thousand of these locations. And whenever someone comes in to sit down and drink a coffee, they're watching us. It's all about expanding the culture. So with your support, it's another big project we have. But I will stress, the building's there. We have begun the, 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 the build out already. We are doing the design work. We have the building. We've gone in. It is purchased. This is going to be awesome. I'm hoping within the next month, it is up and running in a very rudimentary way. But within a few weeks, we will be directly selling our coffee brand. So I'm super excited for this. So thanks for your, thank, thank you all for your support. We're going to keep just expanding and uh, doing stuff. The other thing I want to mention about these co- coffee shops is that um, in, the f- in the front windows, there's going to be flags. And it ain't going to be a rainbow. It's going to be a Gadsden flag. It's going to be a Molan Labe flag. And we are going to outright say, like, we stand for these values. It's who we are. That's, all, that's, that's it. We're not going to cower. We're not going to put up, please don't hurt us, Antifa. We're going to be like, yo, we're right here. And we're gonna and we're gonna stand up for what we believe in. So I'm I'm really excited for this. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Sarah, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, yeah, b- follow me please on social media, Sarah Gonzalez TX, and uh, my makeup, American Beauty by Sarah.com, as well as the initiative that we are leading in Texas, DefendKidsTX.com. Sarah, thank you so much for coming. It yeah. was really awesome. Thank, thank you, you for all the work you do. If you want to support a person of color's business, you can <laughs> by going to LukeUncensored.com. And I just remembered, I actually uh, launched this t-shirt a couple years ago when YouTube fully demonetized me. Um, and I also started a members area. LukeUncensored.com is the members area. I do a lot of different content down there. And uh, the latest video I did was uh, all about the plastics that you find everywhere, including places that you wouldn't expect to find it. Plastics are really bad for you, especially if you're a male. I covered that, plus a lot more. LukeUncensored.com. See you there. Uh, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Thanks for having me on tonight. You can follow me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can follow me on Twitter at hgbrimlow, I think. Uh, (laughs) You should definitely follow TimCast News on Twitter. We're very close to hitting 40,000 subscribers, and it's just a great place to read the best journalism on Twitter, in my opinion. Where's our gold check, Elon? Yeah, where is our gold check? Still blue. I don't understand. Post Millennial got their gold check. Oh, wow. That's rude. Uh, So anyways, follow TimCast News on Twitter, and that's all I have to promote. Uh, you guys can find me at Kellen PDL. It was a great Friday night episode to end the week. We got a lot of exciting stuff happening next week, so be sure to tune in to TimCast. Monday, I think the show's starting a half an hour early because we will be on stage at TPUSA with a rotating rotating set of guests. I have no idea how this is going to work. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. There's going to be people screaming stuff. So uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we will see you all then. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.